everyone. Welcome back to our podcast. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about how our relationships were affected postpartum. But more specifically, we're going to talk about our intimate partner relationships. And I, we feel that um, def- the term default parent comes into play with that conversation as well. This is a conversation I'm actually kind of excited to have. It's just like, yeah, our relationships changed and our roles changed completely and everything. So anyways, um, yeah, I feel like it's going to be interesting to talk about both hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to, I guess, like preface, like I know well, I can say for my my partner, he totally knows that like I'm not like that I'm going to throw him under the bus <laughs> this episode, <laughs> but like he understands that I'm – you know, with this podcast um, entirely, but with this episode, like I'm not holding back, like I'm um, going to share, you know, as much as I want to share anyways about our relationship and, and everything. And I'm going to be real and honest about it. Um, and cause it, it all happened and it happened to me and it's my experience and my perspective and my opinion on everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's totally aware that, you know, it's the same for me. Like I told Peter, like what our episode was about and he, um, I told him, I was like, I'm not holding back. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't think, like, I, I think there's things that the world doesn't need to know that, but you know, that's the case with yes. a lot of things in our lives, but mm-hmm. you know, the reality of our situation and um, how much postpartum and like having a baby really rocked both of our worlds. And yeah, um, I think it's important to have that conversation because a lot of the meat, like the social media stuff that I saw during postpartum, was basically like invalidating my experience and telling me that like I didn't have a strong relationship with my partner, which like wasn't true. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and well, I find there's not a lot of things out there like that show, you know, the the change in relationships specifically, like or how it affects mm-hmm. the, your relationship postpartum. Like, yeah. So it'll be interesting to get into it and all that. So, yeah, um, and <laughs> stay t- till the later on in this episode where one of our partners decides to join us. Yes, and I'm still quite shocked that who agreed. <laughs> who agreed to it? Yeah, I can't. I, yeah. So, so anyways, that's gonna be interesting. Um, yeah, we're gonna have some questions questions answered from our listeners and get though the perspective of the dad and. I think that'll be important too. Yeah, I think it's an important perspective to add and maybe can also provide some insight for maybe someone who's in the thick of it and maybe doesn't see the light at the end of the tunnel and maybe it'll give them give a little bit more insight on why things are going the way they are or whatever. So anyway, we'll get into that. But yeah, how are you doing? I'm I'm good. Um, This weekend was all right. It was kind of low key. Um. And both days I got to sleep in a little bit. Brennan did the mornings. So that was nice. <laughs> I had a lot more energy and I was a lot more um, happy <laughs> yeah. throughout the day because I got more sleep. Yeah. So feeling all right lately. I mean, most days I'm tired, but anyways, I find I look forward to the weekends because I get to catch up on some sleep because <laughs> Brandon's here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what about you? How are you? How What's going on? Oh, we are in like the thick of moving. We mm-hmm. have been nonstop for the last couple of days, um, but we are officially settled into our home, which is pretty exciting. Um, yeah, I'm happy really for you nice. guys. Finally, yeah. after like 
feels like forever. I think it, like it really was honestly, it was like over a year that we've been waiting for this. So um, it's been really nice and it's just been really nice to spend some like one-on-one -on -one time with Peter and one-on-one -on -one time with the baby. Cause I feel like for like the last like year of his life, I was always like, there was always someone else around. Mm, um, yeah. So it's been really nice. Um, we're just slowly picking through each room. Um, it's not quite, fully together but there's some spaces that are more put together than others and those are the mm -hmm. things that you know people if they come over are gonna see so we were like yeah. okay we'll, we'll put priority on like the kitchen and the living room area yeah. um and the baby's room is pretty much done and actually yeah. the baby has been sleeping in his crib for the last <laughs> two weeks i don't know who's more upset about it <laughs> i think it's me <laughs> um, the first night he slept in his crib was friday night he slept in his crib from I think eight o'clock to about two and then we couldn't settle him. So we did bring him back into bed with us. But still but, that's like, that's a big that's... deal for him. He wouldn't even sleep in it. Like he couldn't even sit in it before because he would screech. Um, and then last night he slept in his crib from nine to 6am. Oh my gosh. Like, and he didn't get up once through the night until six. He slept through the night from nine to six. Yeah. By himself. And I mean, I like, so um, I, for what like I just can't listen to him cry even yeah. if like, he, I know like it's to help them in the long run I just I can't I can't stomach it so I did I'm doing I'm trying to do the sleep training method where I just sit in the room with him and get him to like and I it's yeah. like I offer less and less support You're supporting yeah which like there's no shame whatever is going to work for you whatever method if you want to bed share for X amount of years, it's your choice, right? Like whatever's going to work yeah. for you. But the fact that you guys are doing it and you're in your own home and it's working, it's like at your it's, own pace too, right? Like, yeah, that, that's, that's a big, big deal. Yeah. It's a, it's a big deal. So I did, I did lay on the floor beside his crib last night until he fell asleep in the first night, but he's been doing really well. I'm really proud of him. He's even had naps in his crib. Like, and for anyone like who has listened, like we have co like we have co-slaps in six months because that was just like he had a health scare, whatever. It just it was just what worked. Yeah. Wouldn't even sit in his crib. And now he's sleeping in it and having naps. And it's been it's been nice, honestly. Isn't it amazing? Like yeah. your whole world and changes. Peter gets to watch movies. Right? Like our world changed once she started sleeping alone in her crib. Like I was like, Oh my god, we were at the first night we were like, what do we do? Like we didn't know yeah. what to do with our evening, but you look forward to it. Yeah. So it's been it, that's been really nice and exciting to kind of like look forward to. I'm a little nervous because we are going away tomorrow because I have some work to do. I have some work in Halifax, but um yeah, I I mean we're gonna just deal with it, I guess. Like, yeah. You'll but, do whatever works. So so funny. let's yeah, yeah that well, kind of leads me right into it. Let's just get into it. Um Oh my God, like, where do we even begin? Like, this is one thing that has really shook me and surprised me with being a new mom and postpartum and everything was like how my relationship would change with my partner, like, and how I would look at him differently. And I don't know, it was just like everything changed, obviously, when I had a baby. But like, I just, it's crazy how things hit different for a mother than it does a father, I guess. Like, I also want to yeah. say, I try not to resent Brandon. I try not to hold things against him because I know some things are just like instincts for me. Mm -hmm. um, thing, you know, and I'm coping differently with motherhood than he is because of like my past and all that. And some things just come natural, you know, but just the fact that I'm, 
I am the default parent. Like that's something I've come to terms with the past couple of months was like, yep, that's, that's who I am now. Like everything is on me. Yeah. You start to look at your partner differently and I'm trying not to let it like affect our relationship too much, but it's something we've definitely had to like navigate through. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember like the first couple of months when I was really in the thick of like my postpartum, like the anxiety and depression and stuff. And he just like could not understand what I was feeling. Cause like I said, in the previous episodes, like he was happy and joyful and like wanted to share her with everybody. And he made me feel like absolute shit. Like I told him this, I'm like, I felt so alone. You know, it, it, it made me feel completely alone that he didn't understand how I was feeling and was like, you know, like, Hey, you need to stop. Like you need to eat or whatever. You need to be good for this baby. And, you know, making me feel guilty of the fact that I didn't want to have any visitors and everything. I mean, like, I know that's not what he was trying to do. Like, he wasn't, like, mm-hmm. he wasn't validating what I was going through. You know, he mm-hmm. was just, he he really wanted people to come over and see her. And he couldn't understand, like, why I was, like, withholding that against him and mm-hmm. um, why I was just so miserable and um, why I was just crying hysterically for no reason and why I just didn't want certain people to hold her. And he had that, like, you know, well, I'm her father and she's my baby too. Like, how come I can't do these things or how come I don't have a say in these things? So Mm -hmm. it was a lot of just not being on the same page. Um, Yeah. It seems there was a lot of misunderstanding. And I think too, I like where I said up before, like you guys have different backgrounds too. Like, well, the way that your like your past was kind of impacting your approach to motherhood and like why, and like that explains also like maybe why he, approach fatherhood the way that yeah oh 100 percent. i mean i see it that way now through going through therapy and all the exercises we did together i was mm-hmm. like you know this is why you're looking at it this way and this is why i'm looking at it this way and you mm-hmm. know we did a lot of like emotional healing and um understand we understand each other a lot more it wasn't just him understanding me it was me having to understand him mm-hmm. and trying to like negotiate and get on the same page mm-hmm. um so just for a while though, it was a lot of misunderstanding and mm-hmm. just felt like I was having to explain myself. And um, yeah. when it came to like, especially when it came to boundaries too, right? Cause we didn't have the same boundaries and. Yeah. So that yeah. Super hard. Uh, like just some of the fights we had where I was just like, oh my gosh. Like sometimes I, I honestly did think I was like, can I marry this man? Like I did think yeah. that, like I did. I mean, I was like, he just, doesn't understand and i'm like you know i don't know yeah but it's so crazy that you felt that way and like from for like when i was in the thick of it too i remember even like i literally like we had we already talked about this but i remember thinking like how the fuck is tara gonna marry brandon like i like because my experience was similar and but it shows that there's so little there's so little awareness of like yes how much postpartum and having a baby can affect your relationship that like maybe you didn't feel comfortable at first, like reach out to someone or like reach out to me who you like, I was, you know, we were, our postpartum like kind of overlapped and it's so crazy that that's what you were feeling at the time. Yeah. And I mean, I don't want, I know Brandon's going to listen to this, so I don't want him to think that I ever questioned it or ever like, you know, had second thoughts about us being married, but it was just like a thought in passing, you know, like it was just like, oh Mm -hmm. my God, like, you know, and I would, I threw it in his face too. Like, you know, we're getting married in a couple of months. Like, 
are you sure like you can do this? Like this is the rest of our lives, you know? And I, a few times I was like, if you don't like it, like there's the door, like mm-hmm. this is how it's going to be. I'm not, you know, I'm not changing it. And you know, like this is who I am and this is way uh, this is going to be for me and I'm working through it. And if you can't, you know, be patient, understanding and, you know, ride this, this wave with me, well, like, see ya, like, <laughs> Anyways, so you're yeah, gonna, yeah, you're not gonna settle, and you're not gonna like continue to like be invalidated. Yeah, and be in the dark about it, and it just yeah. made me feel like really alone, and I felt ashamed. I didn't want to like tell anyone what we were going through because I just didn't want to be like judged or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Because I mean, he's not a bad person, and he's a great no, partner. We were just on two different pages, like I said, and he yeah. didn't, didn't mean anything intentionally to to hurt me, but it was just. I think he was going through a lot too, a lot of changes and um, we were both very sleep deprived. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sleep deprivation is fucking dangerous, man. No one prepares you for that. No. So that definitely affected my mood and his mood. Um, mm-hmm. Just trying to like navigate the roles and like, you know, and juggling things like mm-hmm. it was just a lot of like, bleh, like <laughs> yeah, it was, it's hard. It's all a big blur the first couple of months, you know? It's just a lot yeah. of, like, holy shit, this is a mess. So um, we definitely done, like, a lot of work together Yeah. Um, to get where we are now. But, like, still, mm-hmm. I mean, there's still lots of, lots of arguments or lots of, like, misunderstandings on things. And we have to – but now we, like, sit and talk and we, like, talk it out. We're like, hey, like, we're, why are we both coming from this perspective? And, like, let's talk this out and let's figure this out and – come to an understanding instead of just like lashing out and then like one of us saying something that we don't mean you know mm-hmm. well it's really oh, good though that you guys have learned to communicate that stuff now instead of just arguing with each other because it's really important to be able to communicate because well yeah especially for evie and like we're both very opinionated and we're both very mm-hmm. head headstrong and stubborn <laughs> mm-hmm. which is arguably one of the reasons why you guys work but could also be yes it could be go the other way it's like gasoline and fire sometimes. Yeah. Like yeah. early on in our relationship, like when we were younger in our early twenties, oof, we had some, we had some arguments. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Fun. But like now, like we're le- more level headed. So <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what comes with age, right? Yeah. It comes with age and growth and everything. And he's been through a lot of therapy as well. So mm-hmm. he kind of like uses that, which is amazing. Um, mm-hmm. He uses that still today to like, as like lessons and stuff. That's good. Um, yeah, but what about you? Like, how was it at first? It's so crazy because, like, looking back, I remember, like, he he was home with us. Like, the baby was born in January. He didn't go back to work until March, I think, or even, like, towards the end of March, he didn't go back to work. And that's when I was really like, holy crap, like, this is a lot. And I quickly realized that I was the default parent as well. Because uh, you were alone, you mean, or...? Yeah, well, I felt yeah. like so. Peter went back to his old job, and he realized like he wanted um, just something more. Like he, I think he had kind of realized he reached like the end of um, his time there. Basically, like he wasn't gonna yeah. go any higher. Basically, so he wanted to look for something new, and uh, an opportunity to work for a construction company fell into his lap, and he took it. So he went from working a structured seven to three to working six to like, well, not six. He's like leaving by six. So he was working like seven to like, sometimes there was nights he worked like 12 hours. There there was days he worked 12 hours. Like his, he was basically work until the job was done. So that kickstarted in April and 
that started to build up. I wasn't seeing him for 10 hours a day. We weren't talking. We weren't that like we weren't spending time together. And then there was times that he was like, oh, well, like I'm going to come home and, you know, I'm going to like, I want to go out with the boys for a beer and wings. And I was like, what the, like, what the fuck? Oh, I would. Oh my God. That would not. And I was like, what the, like literally was like, what the fuck? Like I have been home all day taking care of our baby. Like I haven't heard from you. I haven't seen you. I would like for us to spend time together, but like, I also want you to want to spend time with me. Yes. You don't want to have to force them. Right. Sometimes it feels like you're having to force them to want to help and want to be here. Mm -hmm. And then like, was I was super like so the resentment would just build and build and build yeah and it built for months like I felt like I was fighting with them every day because I was like I want you to be here like I want you to want to be here like you should want to come home and spend time with your son at least like that should be the bare fucking minimum yeah and like I said he was working like ridiculous hours he was gone before we woke up in the morning and sometimes he didn't like there was a couple times he didn't come home till like well after the baby had gone to bed oof which like was super hard and like we were living with my mom, which like, you know, when I was in the thick of postpartum, like it was really hard on my mental health. Like, yeah, just well, especially not- when you're like alone, not alone, but like your partner's not there. Yeah. And like, he was like the only safe space I had and like all. Yeah. Like- so I was, we were fighting a lot and I felt really disconnected from them. We were really in like, like the roommate phase, like um, we weren't seeing eye to eye and it was kind of the same thing. Like I was, you know, I had a lot of anxiety and like, depression like looking back obviously that's what I was dealing with um but like I had a lot of anxiety about like taking the baby anywhere and going to visit people and like going to do things with the baby because it was hard and like you know like almost grieving the the freedom you had and like I was getting like no adult interaction from anybody like all of my interaction was with this beautiful little human that I love so much but can't hold a conversation with me and sometimes screams for like an hour a day yeah and I was getting so annoyed because Peter would work and um, he like, he worked like he clicked with the guys he works with, like nothing. So they all became like good little buddies to me, like felt like I was like, okay, so like you're going to work and you're getting all this adult interaction. You're getting like the physical labor, like you're, you know, you're moving your body, like you're, you know, you're feeling great about yourself, but I'm here and I'm struggling. I feel alone. I am going through it. Like I'm, constantly worried about the baby i'm constantly this i'm constantly that and i feel so alone right now and i there was like i felt like for months i was begging to just yeah and like and we you know we've done a lot of work to get to where we are too and you know there was many points during that first year of peter's life that i didn't think that me and peter were going to make it through the year yeah, I remember you saying a, something to me early on, I think, about you guys are really close to Colin. to that. Yeah, and I was like, oh, gosh. That's, yeah. This, that's not there good. Was, there was two specific points, and I'm not going to get into the details of how we got there, but there was just, like, we were super disconnected. We, like, we were not on the same page. We weren't communicating the way we should have been. And I felt like he was losing interest in me. I felt like there was just a lot of yeah. shit going on. And I remember uh, he came home from work and I was just like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I need to see a change from you. Yeah. Something has to change or like, this is literally going to change. Like our whole, like, or like this is literally going to change. Like I'm yeah. done. Like I can't do this anymore. And he, you know, he made some quick fixes and um, we kept trucking. And then it, to me, it came, it really came down to like, 
I, but there was a point, like, I really almost didn't recognize him because he, like, he was spending, I find Peter's kind of, like, I don't want to say he's a chameleon, but, like. He just, like, blends in well to, like, different environments. To different environments. So when yeah. he hangs, like, and I'm not, I don't want to get too into it, but, like, when he hangs out with shitty people, he can be kind of shitty. Yeah, but I, I know what you mean. They kind of take on those mannerisms, right? Yes. Like, so when, of different people. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, so like when he's spending, like when he's talking to someone, or like when he's surrounding himself with a group of boys who don't have the same responsibility, who don't have the same yeah. life that Peter has. Like Peter was on a whole almost like I don't want to say on a different level. He was on a different. He was though. Like yeah. he was building a home. He has a life like that he's built with me for the last like five years. At that point, yeah. we have a baby, and he we have a lot more responsibility. We have a lot more on our plate than like you know a group of people like yeah. the guys that he worked with like they were all younger and like a lot of them are great guys but there's always a bad apple in the bunch oh and, always. yeah that, and, that, and that could easily influence him if he's someone who can be easily like i don't know and I, I do find him to be a bit of a chameleon so when yeah. he's when he does spend time with you know this particular person i find he can almost like take on those take on characteristics some of those yeah yeah. yeah, and it's like those aren't things that I like. There are so many things that I love about Peter. Like mm -hmm. we're literally best friends. We've been best friends since high school, mm -hmm. and you know, but seeing him take on those shitty traits and like seeing how that was affecting our relationship, and like I felt it was almost disrespectful to me. Mm -hmm. So it was really, it was really fucking hard. And see, what uh, annoyed me was like it's not that um, he would, Brandon would act like differently it was just the fact of like i felt sometimes like we like we were coming second best as well like he mm -hmm. he got to t take advantage of like going because he's a smoker so he got to take advantage of like going outside and having a smoke but that would lead into him calling a buddy or calling mm -hmm. his parents or them calling him because brandon's like yeah. again he's a very social person <laughs> mm -hmm. and because he was like not spending time with a lot of people because he's yes he's spending time with his family here and being you know helping out and taking some of the physical load he's also like taking advantage of any time of like answering the phone and mm -hmm. it's like do you really think you should answer the phone right now like do you think this is a good time do you think you need to spend yeah. 20 20 minutes outside on the phone with everybody and filling them in on everything we're going like can you just hold on and let yeah like, when you can talk to people you'll like when she's asleep or mm -hmm. or when we don't have time to spend together or whatever like do you think like why can't you spend you you know, put us first. And then when you have time, you can put your time to, to those people. I always felt like that happened because they know that we're going to take care of the baby. So yeah, there we go. It's so like, I'm the like, default parent. Like, how come you get to just go outside? That and was something that I struggled with a lot too, because Peter never had to worry. Like if he went to get beer with, like if he went to wing night with the boys, if he wanted to go to a, like an event with his friends, like he never had to worry about who was going to take care of our son because he knew I was going to do it. Yeah. So even though like Brandon would ask, like, um, cause Brandon plays hockey. So when he would go out to practice or pick up or whatever, it was like, okay, well I'm going tonight to like practice or is it, are you okay if I go to pick up tonight? And I'm like, like, what do I, what are you going to, what do you, what if I say no? Like, and then that's the worst part is if you say no, it's going to be like, yeah. oh, well, Tara said no, or Kennedy said no. And then it gets, but like, I find, I, I have found that with when I when Peter says Kennedy said no, it's turned into like Kennedy's a controlling fucking freak and yeah. doesn't want to have a life and whatever. It's not fair that I don't get to have the same opportunity. 
Yeah. And it's, you know? it's, not this, it's not fair that I have to worry about who's going to take care of my son if I go to do something with my friends or if I go to do something for myself because I should be able to rely on you the way that you rely on me. Yeah. And then I, I, okay. <laughs> I didn't, I don't like when I, when I say that, I'm like, you know, it must be nice. Like you just to go, you get to go like, you know, play hockey or mm-hmm. go out, do go out for a smoke or go whatever. I'm like, how come like, like when do I get to have those, mm-hmm. those chances of like going out with the girls or whatever? He's like, well, go. I'm like, oh, but you make it sound but so that's not, easy. It's not you make that. it sound so easy. It's not that easy because do I have when do I plan that? When do I like do I get to plan that in between your social life? And then if so, like that's not like mm-hmm. that's also not, you know, like, like there were so many times like I wish Peter would have just came home and been like, It's okay, babe. I got the baby. Go do something. Like even if and like also like I never want to have like my biggest thing, I used to like oh, it's driving me crazy was having to ask to take a shower. Oh God. Being like, oh, is it okay if I go grab yes, a shower? Like I still do it. Like, why am I asking? Okay, why am I asking for you to get up with the baby? Why am I asking for you to go bath the baby? Why am I asking for you to do this routine or this to do this with the baby? Like why do I have like why am I the default? Like why is everything on me? Like mm-hmm. I plan her whole entire day. Like everything from the time she wakes up until she goes to sleep, like I'm thinking about everything. I'm thinking about her routine. I'm thinking about how many hours she sleeps, when she needs a nap, when she needs to eat, how much she needs to eat. And I'm exhausted by the end of the day. So like. Just to take some kind of initiative. Yeah. Like go do this, go do that. Like why is it that I have to like ask or like work around your schedule? Like I'm working around mm-hmm. like, oh, and he still does this sometimes. I think that it's just, I don't know, because I'm the default parent. Like it's just something we become accustomed to mm-hmm. well it's but. super hard because like I, I struggled with that a lot too like when Peter was like when me and Peter were really struggling um because I felt like he would be like he would ask me but I would feel bad if I said no and there were times that I did say no because I was like no like I haven't seen you like at all this week like I feel like you know like in between you working like you come home like 6 30 well, then, like, that's coming into, like, well, the baby's going to bed at 8 o'clock. So then, like, you have to, like, I want you to see your son at least for, like, mm-hmm. an hour. Mm-hmm. And then, like, by time 8 o'clock rolls, like, because we were co-sleeping at a certain point. Like, he slept in our room even before that in his bassinet. Yeah. So, like, whispering between 8 and 9 o'clock before he falls asleep, I don't really fucking count as quality time. So. No. And went, I feel like we went months without spending any quality time together super disconnected and then it changes like well it changes when you're not sharing the same bed either right like you're not going to bed together you're not waking up together you're not sharing the nights in a way like Mm -hmm. because like I was alone upstairs in our bed with Mm -hmm. her when when we were doing that because it just I didn't I didn't feel comfortable so he was sitting in a different bed and he would get up and go to work and yeah so it was like he didn't even understand what I was going through most well, Most see, we nights. didn't have the option for Peter to sleep elsewhere. So yeah. Peter didn't sleep with us. I just put like the um, bedroll, like the gate up. So he yeah. would like, have the baby sleep didn't, on the yeah. of me. Yeah. But that means I was in the middle and often like super uncomfortable or, yeah. sleep or whatever. So it was, it was super challenging. And then like, especially when he was getting up at six o'clock in the morning to go to work, I was like, well, I feel like an arsehole if I have to wake him up at three o'clock in the morning to. Well, yeah. And you almost feel like we we almost put like um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but like their job is more taxing than ours in a way because they're getting up mm-hmm. and going to work. It's like we feel like 
we don't want to wake them up or let them sleep because they need to go to work. But it's like, but one thing I learned through therapy was that just because he has a job outside of being a parent doesn't mean that he gets a fucking like pass free, on parental pass. responsibilities. So that was something that took me a while to learn. So then I was just Same. trying to be mindful. I was like, okay, well, you know, after 3.30 or 3 a.m., I won't wake him up. But before then, it's fair game because yeah. like, I'm getting up just as much and I'm doing the same things just as much. It so, took us, it took me and Brandon, well, it took me a while to, actually, I don't think I ever, no, I was always just like, our jobs are equally taxing. Like just because you're going, getting up and going to work doesn't mean mm -hmm. um, it's any heavier, any whatever. Um, yeah. Like, you're, you know, don't minimize what I'm doing through the day. So even though I still didn't bother him through the night, but it took him a while to like, like he would always say, which would really annoy me when he was like, well, go back to work then I'll stay home. Like making it sound like it was no big deal. That used to drive me freaking nuts. I remember like it was the same thing with Peter, like, cause he was like, oh yeah, like I'm tired at the end of the day. Like I was doing physical labor all day and I was like, okay, but I've been like literally taking care of our son all day and all night because I get no free time. Zero. I get no free time. I don't even get to shower. I don't get to do anything. I don't get to shit like, alone. Like I don't literally. I don't get to go to the fucking bathroom by myself because of the like baby. how many times did I shit with with Evie on on me the carrier? Literally, literally, I would take the fucking bouncy chair into the bathroom so I could use the bathroom for. And even then, he's still upset because like I had a freaking clingy little baby yes. and I'm sitting there like trying to bounce them while I'm using the bathroom and it's like well you know what you get to come home from work and go sit in the bathroom for 45 minutes and take a dump by yourself which right is a, which is a luxury that I can't and to afford and a shower and you get to eat I was eating no I I, I think I would <laughs> she was eating before I was eating and then I was eating while she was sometimes when she was on the carrier or I'm mm -hmm. bouncing her in her thing and I'm like one hand like this and I'm bouncing her with the other hand. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is my day. Like, yeah. And I'm trying to nap when she naps or whatever, but sometimes it's hard because she was, she was contact napping most of the time. And oh my gosh, I was like, just because I get to like sit down or whatever, you know, I'm not standing all, all day or doing physical stuff doesn't mean it's any less like challenging, like the, mentally the too, you know, yeah, the the role of being a mother is so mentally taxing because you're constantly worried about stuff. And then especially that comes into like being the default parent because you're always running through, like there's a mental list in your fucking head about like, did the baby nap enough? Does the baby like have enough diapers? Does the baby have enough food? Did the baby eat enough? Did you, did, you know, do you need to change your diapers? Is she producing enough? Is he producing enough diapers? Is he this? Is he that? Is this like, did he sleep enough? Is it going to affect his, like how he sleeps tonight? Like, Da, 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 mm -hmm. like constantly running through all of these things and then meanwhile they're over there like i always felt like Peter's just sitting over there like la, 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 la. <laughs> and i'm like what the fuck like like and i literally was like is it just fucking crickets in your brain for you because like how are you right? not like how are you what, like, how are you just sitting there so calmly like so just calmly not even not, not bothered like, what the fuck so like and peter where peter had an extremely physically taxing job I feel like we were extra not on the same page about how difficult and how challenging it was for a long, long fucking time. And I was super, like, I was super annoyed because Peter, I think he literally said something similar to me in passing. He was like, yeah, like, well, it's not that hard. Yeah. Or, okay, well, fine He's, then. I'll stay home and said, you go work. I think he said something like, oh, like, yeah, you just, you get to hang out with the baby all day and watch like Miss Rachel and whatever. And I was like, Ooh. he's like oh yeah you just get to sit home all day and i was like you motherfucker like he's like and honestly like i was so mad i was like just be i literally said to him, i was like just because i i am home with him 
doesn't mean it's any mentally less taxing than your physically taxing job. And then yeah. it's only been recently that he's seen how mentally taxing it is because we had a conversation. He's alone. And he's alone well, now. Not alone, but... Well, yeah, but he he was with the baby since I started work, going back to work because he got laid off for the season. So, like, a month in, he he shared with me that he he was struggling. And I was like... And I, like, it took... Tara took everything in me not to be a fucking dick and be like, like mm, well, oh, I thought everyone could do it. Yeah, exactly. I Had bet that, like, <laughs> you you were still probably taking on the mental load, even though like he was there physically. Like I'm assuming you're probably still hovering over him, making sure like, you know, it took like me a long time. It took me a long time to like the first couple weeks. Like um, I did try to make it like for work, especially like I did try to leave the house or like go work somewhere else in the days that I was working from home. I had like, it took me so much to be like, Oh, like maybe you should change his diaper. Like, you know, his, <laughs> Like, and it, it it took me a while like and I, I had to keep telling myself like you know he's going to be a dad differently than I'm going to be a mom whatever yeah. and um, it was really hard and I just like but he finally realized like how hard it really is like he said that like he's like you did this for a year by yourself like and not entirely by myself but pretty much by myself like mm -hmm. when he was home he was very hands on but he was not home majority of the day yeah so he was like, you know, you did this for a year by yourself and uh, I did it for like a month and a half and I'm feeling this way. And I was like, <laughs> there you're like, la. <laughs> so yeah. it was like, I almost got validation after like, yeah, almost seeking it and like begging him for what felt like forever. Cause like I said, like there was just, there were like two different points where I was ready to throw the towel in. Cause he, after mm -hmm. six months, he was like, yep, yeah. he made some quick fixes and then it came right back down to hours and whatever. So that was super hard. Cause I was like, well, no, like you're still working like 12, 10 hour days and I'm sick of it. Like I like yeah. you need to be home. I need to feel like we're a priority to you. And yes. if I'm not like, if I'm going to, if, if I'm not a priority to you, if we're not a priority to you, if I'm going to continue to feel this alone every day, I would rather do this alone. Yeah. It shook, no, it shook him. I think I, honestly, I think I made the same comment. Like I'd rather just not be you, not be here and me be alone than, than me seeing you act this way. Mm -hmm. I'd rather it's that because it's hurting more you being here and you not like mm -hmm. validating or um, taking some of the load or like just, you know, kind of like la da da, like, mm -hmm. and I'm sitting over I here like carrying everything, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it, you, you feel so alone. I'd rather just literally be, I'd rather alone. be alone. <laughs> I would rather physically be by myself than continue to beg you and continue to plead with you and continue to just have you see my side of things. Yeah. And see why I'm struggling and see how hard this is. And yeah, if I'm going to feel this alone every single day, I would rather be alone. And he was shook. Mm. He, like I said to him, I was like, I need to see some real changes. I need to know that I'm a, I need to know that our family and our life is a priority to you because I can't, I can't. Yeah. Do this. And I, I mean, going like this therapy is such a blessing in like, in how, having someone else help you, kind of like have those conversations with your your partner because I don't know I wasn't going about it like probably the right ways and I wasn't you know coming from it from like a loving perspective and I wasn't seeing his you know his perspective mm -hmm. of it and all that stuff so like you know doing therapy and also like I had said we did a session together and I found just like putting those those expectations out there and being like this is what it's gonna be and if you don't like it like too mm -hmm. bad kind of thing like um that helped for us anyway so like i found yeah. even though it was super hard it's really hard when he's 
in hockey season because it's like four nights a week he's not here. So he works all day. I'm doing the nights. And then he's here for a couple of hours and then goes to hockey. And when he comes home, he's cooking supper because he cook. He's he's the cook. Um, like, yeah, I appreciate that. But then he also like takes a nap or whatever and then like goes to yeah. hockey. So it's like, thanks for your help. Not like, <laughs> you know, it's literally all me. So, but yeah. he, he, the fact that he recognized that, like, it's not like he was naive to it. He did, he did understand that it was a lot and he recognizes that it was hard. So on the weekends or whatever day he had off, he was making sure that mm -hmm. like it was spent with us and he wasn't like trying to reach out to like buddies or friends or whomever to hang out. Like mm -hmm. it was always us first. So lately I've been seeing that like a, like a shift. Um, and then we were having less visitors here. Cause like, I'm like, you know, you're working all day and then you, it's basically cause she goes to bed at seven now. So it's like, he gets home at five. Yeah. And then if he's gone four nights a week and then there's people mm -hmm. here, you know, visitors or whatever, or your family or whatever, it's like, I'm not getting any time with you. Yeah. I had like, the same issue because um, I had the same issue with Peter because he, you know, he, I feel like sometimes he made a, he might've been on the same, like, not let, like, but had like the same almost mentality. Like he was so proud of baby Peter and he wanted to like visit people and show people off, show them off to everybody. But I was so anxious of like taking him anywhere, doing anything Mm -hmm. And, like, I didn't want to take him to visit. So I was very adamant, like, if you want to see us, like, you can come see us. Like, I'm not whatever. But then yeah. um, he, like, he's very susceptible to guilt trips. And he would go out of his way. And it would make me super, like, uncomfortable almost. Because I was, like, I'm, I, I'm having a lot of anxiety. For, like, me to take the baby and go visit anywhere was a big deal. And, like, I had to do it on my own terms and whatever. Yeah. Uh, but then, like... <laughs> he was getting like those kind of guilt trips and in the middle of it all, like, I'm like, okay, but like in between like him working all day, me taking care of the baby all day, we only have like, he only has like three hours with the baby when he, by the time he gets home from work, if that, if he gets home early enough, sometimes it's an hour, sometimes it's less. I'm not getting enough of him. The baby's not getting enough of him. So why should I give up my time, my valuable time? Yep. Why should I, give that up when I'm not even getting him. Exactly. Why and do I, you deserve to get more of him than I do? 100%. Like you'll get time with him when when we can kind of thing. Like we, yeah, we like, should come first. Yeah. So this, yeah. And I, I had to explain this to him too, where we had to kind of like get on the same page about the fact of like, this is your family. Me uh -huh. and Evie are your family. Like your well, parents, your grandparents, whatever, or like, or yeah. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Yeah, I know what you mean, though, because I actually I saw a TikTok and it was like, oh, like when you marry someone or like when you're with someone and you have a baby, you're not like marrying into her family or marrying into his family. You're creating your own family. Yes. So like I said to Peter, I was like, you know, and this kind of comes back into our conversation about boundaries. But like, you know, like I had these boundaries up of like, I'm not I'm not going out of my way right now because I don't have I, I don't have the space mentally to do that. Yeah. So I literally said to Peter in conversation one day, because he, like I said, he's very susceptible to the guilt trips. And I said to him, I was like, when you say no, when you don't say no to them, meaning like the guilt trips or about work, you are in turn saying no to me and making me feel unimportant or like, like yeah, invalidated, 100%. Invalidated. Like and you're not like 
taking like, my perspective into this. And like, we're supposed to be a team. Yeah. We're supposed to do this together. And I don't feel like I'm your like Prior your priority. Or, yeah. I don't feel like a partner to you right now. I don't feel like yeah. a priority. I don't feel like we're on the same page. You are under my, I feel like you're undermining me when you do this because we, you say one thing to me and then you're going and doing another. Yeah. And I don't think that's fair. So, and like I said, so I felt almost gatekeepy of his time because I didn't want to visit people. I didn't want to do anything with anyone else. Like I wanted to spend time with my family that I created. Yeah. And um, it took a while, but he finally did talk to his boss and he was like, hey man, I gotta be home. I have a baby. Like I gotta, I, I have to call it at 4.30. So to, before the break and like before that, like he was getting home pretty consistently between five. Like he would, they would leave the site at 4.30 and he would usually be home by five, quarter after five. And that was, there was a different, like there was a, it was a significant difference in mm -hmm. like how we oh, were definitely. interacting. Cause like, like I said, there was times he wasn't coming home till like eight o'clock, nine o'clock. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, well, like at first, I don't remember when Brandon changed jobs, but at first his, his first job, he was working nights. So he would, he would go at 3 PM and get home at, 2 a.m. Yeah, and then sleep and, and get up at, and then basically sleep, get up, be a fucking zombie because he's obviously tired. He just worked a night and his job was really physically laboring mm -hmm. and his back was fucked from it. Um, so he was zero help to me. Um, and then right away, once we had that conversation, he was like, yeah, I'm on board. Like, this is not working. Like, mm -hmm. I, you know, so when he changed, well, oh my God. Yeah, I've had the same conversation with Peter. I'm like, this is not working. I've shown you each way that this job isn't working for us. Yeah. I was like, you either need to find a way to make it work or you need to look for something else. And yes. I gave him that, not ultimatum, because like I'm never going to make him choose. Like I want yeah. him to make a great decision on his own. Yeah. Which is another thing that I struggle with. Like I don't want to be the one that's like, this is what you have to do. Yeah, I know. I can be the same. I can be a little bit controlling. <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to like like not be controlling because I find mm -hmm. it's really anyway, that's a different conversation. But um, you know, I want him to make the right decisions for his family and I want I want to feel like we're important to him. So yeah. Anyway, I had like I was like I said, like through my entire postpartum journey, I was doing so much fucking therapy. Like, and I'm kind of grateful that um with like I'm indigenous, so I have like non-insured health benefits. So my therapy was covered. Oh, that's amazing. So I'm really grateful that it did because I would have had a fucking expensive therapy bill because I was doing it like weekly some days and some weeks. And wow. but it was in it was in therapy that I like I was talking to my therapist and I literally said, I was like, I'm done. I feel so fucking alone all the time. I can't do this anymore. I can't like keep yeah. fighting with him. I can't keep having these fucking conversations. Like I'm over it. Repeating and I, the fact of like us repeating, Re I can I cannot stand repeating myself. Yeah, repeating <laughs> or explaining myself, myself. over and over and over again. And I yeah. literally said to my therapist, like, and you know, I had a lot of like outside factors. Like I was, like I said, living in my mom's house. Like my my social battery was constantly drained because yeah, you know, I was living in someone else's home, and my mom has a lot of visitors at her house, and just all of these things, and like postpartum, and like waiting for my mm. house to be built, and like all these like all of these outside things like affecting my overall mental health. And my therapist looked my, my therapist looked me straight in the face, uh, virtually, because we were <laughs> doing virtual sessions. But she looked at me and she said, Kennedy, she said, you talk about Peter with so much love. And she's like, everything you say about him is never that you hate him, that you don't want to be around him, that you don't love him. 
literally everything you're saying is that you love him so much. You just want more of him. This stuff up. Like, and she looked at me. She said, Kennedy, she's like, you guys are going through a hard time right now. She said, but this, and this is the, like, you have no control over like the other circumstances yeah. that you're right now. She said, this is the only thing within your control that you feel like you can fix. Mm -hmm. And she said, I do not think you can make this decision until all of this outside stuff is no, no longer impacting your mental health and your well-being every time dude i'm i honestly i am 99 percent positive my therapist said the same thing to me yeah. that, that she made me see it in a whole different light of like like just explain to him in this way of like i just love you so much and care about our family so much mm -hmm. i just want you around yeah like i just want more of you i want you around more like i i want like i want to spend my time with you Mm -hmm. Like, is that so much to ask? Like the fact yeah. that and I just want our family to be a family? Like, yeah. And she said to me, she said, you know, like, this isn't the answer. And she said, and I don't think you want to break up with him. I like, I don't think this is the answer. This is the only thing within your control. But yeah. I think you will serious. I think she's like, I think you'll regret that is what like is to happen. Yeah, it was just like it was probably like an easy out, right? Because like there's so much. You yeah, just, it was almost like a, like a flight response of like, oh, like I just can't do this. Like <laughs> I just can't do this, and it was the only thing yeah. I could control and be like, okay, whatever. Like I'm going to break up with you. Yeah, but like that wasn't at all what I wanted to do because like you like no, I love, I love Peter very much, and you know, but we we have I feel like we're finally like out the other side of it, which has been nice to see. Mm. And like feel like one of the things that I really struggled with is like I didn't realize how touchy he was. Like when we had our own apartment, like he was very much a like come up behind me, come up and hug me while I'm doing the dishes and like while I'm cooking and like ew, Peter's that kind of person. What? Yeah, he's <laughs> like he, and it like me always made me feel so safe. Like he's so like you know like arm around me on the couch, like hand on my leg while we're watching a movie, like you know, he was very touchy. Like he wasn't, cause he's not a verbal guy. He's not like, holy fuck, baby. No. He's not a talky yeah, kind of guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Show, like he shows you, like he's more like, you know, yeah. so, but, like being in someone's home, like he can't just, he didn't right. feel comfortable with like public, like public displays of affection. And I'm doing right. over that. But, you know, like he didn't feel comfortable enough to come up and give me a hug or like, mm. you know, like, do those things that I, and I didn't notice how much it did show me that he loved me until I didn't get it anymore. And I was like, mm. what the, like, what the fuck? Like, and I, yeah. and I was really struggling because I wasn't getting that, like, almost like affection. And then we had a baby sleeping in between us. Yeah. That was it, it, it ruins that for sure. That, that, that intimacy too. Yeah. So that was like super, that was super hard. And so I remember my I, therapist telling me that like, She's like, sometimes, like, you guys will just, you guys just need to, like, hug. Like, just go yeah. up to them and just hug each other. Like, just yeah. try to, even even just doing that, it's going to make a world of a difference. If you guys hadn't hugged or kissed all day, whatever, like, just try to take initiative of, like, just giving each other a hug. Like, you just need that physical mm -hmm. well, contact, I, right? Yeah, and I remember saying to Peter, like, because my, my therapist kind of pointed out the same thing. I realized pretty quickly, like, you know, I was missing that physical intimacy physical affection from him and my therapist was like well you know you just got to make you you guys have to make a point to like hug each other kiss each other like do that stuff because it's important and yeah you know when you're not doing those things it can really keep you disconnected and so i really think there were, we were in a room like we were in that roommate phase for a while um, yeah i feel like probably a lot of couples go through that like 
maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm I, I'm just spitballing here, but like the first couple of months, especially because you're trying to navigate something so new, and like there's this ner- this new person, you know, in, yeah. in your life now in your circle, and you have to share you have to share time with and share your, your all your focus is on this baby. Like mm-hmm. you don't have time for anything else, especially like for moms. Like for well, I can't speak for all moms, but for like us, like all our mm-hmm. mental, emotional, physical you know, load is, is with this baby. So it's not, it's, it's easy to like lose that. But I find like for us in the past, um, couple of months, like we've definitely come out the other side as well. Like, although there's still things that he does that like just aggravate me that we still have to have like discussions about, but like our relationship has definitely gotten like better. And we spent being able to spend more time together since she like goes to bed at seven, but, um, like we don't get much time to go out and do stuff the two yeah. of us, you know, like whenever we went on our like honeymoon, just the two of us, oh my God, that was amazing. Like it was just time with just the two of us without Evie, it was much needed, but we haven't done that since then. And, mm-hmm. you know, cause I don't really have many people around that I'm like, okay with leaving her with for long period that of time. Long. And anyways, it's just the fact of like, I see him being intentional about his time mm-hmm. and um, yeah, that's yeah, something like, Peter still struggles with his time management. Well, he's getting better, and like we have a routine now, and I can tell that he appreciates that and is trying to to commit to that and everything. Because me and Brandon are both very like routine people. Yeah, and it's just it's working and all that stuff. But like, it's just the fact of like he still takes advantage of like, you know, stepping outside to have a smoke or whatever. Like, went to a hockey game and stayed out for a bit after and. But he's asked, like, it's not like it's all the time. Like, I can definitely see Uh the fact of, like, it's changed where he's definitely spending more of his free time home. But it's just the fact of, like, if he would just put that damn phone away and get off the phone sometimes. Like, he just loves to chat. Like, he just loves – it's not the fact that he's sitting on on his phone, but it's just the fact of, like, can you – sometimes can you – do you have to answer the phone? Like, or do you have to have a phone call every time you go outside? Because, like, he smokes probably, like, every hour, every two hours. Mm -hmm. So it's, like – Almost every time I go, it's like 10 minutes later and I go out, open the garage door. I'm like, I hear him talking. I'm like, who are you talking to? Can, can you wrap it up? Like, <laughs> yeah, I find it like Peter's not so much for the phone calls, but he is like, he's looking through Facebook or he's looking through Twitter. And I'm like, you need to be more mindful and put that fucking phone away. Like, always just scrolling through, like just watching videos and like yeah, sending and videos so, to people. <laughs> yeah. He gets so like, so caught, like sucked into that loop. Right. Like he's just like going through social media and he's like looking at tiktok and all this stuff and i'm like put your fucking phone away and he's like oh you're on your phone too and i'm like i checked mine for five fucking minutes you've been on yours for like 20 now and does does he bring the phone into the bathroom like brandon does yes (laughs) and he ends up on the toilet for 45 minutes (laughs) sorry for anyone who didn't want to know that but like oh my god i can can hear him i can hear him on his phone in the bathroom and i'm like I, i time him like i literally did it today i was like you just spent 20 minutes outside on the phone mm-hmm. and then you went to the bathroom and you spent another 15 minutes you just i could hear you scrolling through and listening and watching videos i'm like yeah and I, i've, I've I, called I, him I, out so many times i've been like hey babe what you doing and i hear him like close his phone I'm yeah like, no, it's oh funny. i i don't know there's i've gotten after him too because like sometimes like if we're hanging out and like I like sometimes I just stare at him. I'm like, are you gonna put it away? And sometimes I sit there while he just scroll. And I'm like, can you just put it down? Like, can you just oh, undivided, just, like give me yes. your undivided attention for five minutes? Like, and I and I, I, I find that really affected t- things too because I found like I just I struggled with the phone. Well, social media, uh, I don't know. Social media is and so toxic. 
I mean, I can be bad for that too sometimes where I just, when I get bored, I'd rather just like go on my phone and then instead of like, I don't know, pulling out a book or whatever, because you're just so exhausted that you're like, it's so much easier to just go on your phone. Yeah. And it's right there, right? We're just, we've come so accustomed to just reaching for a phone and like looking at Facebook. But I'm trying to be like intentional about that, about not taking out my phone and not like having that in front of Evie's face of like her getting used to us being on our phones all the time, like her seeing us. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want that to be something of like all of our time is on our phones and she's seeing that or even if me and Brennan are having just alone time us, like I don't want us to be sitting there across from each other on our phones. Like, yeah, it's important, let's, right? Like, let's be intentional about our time together. Like, you know, yeah. even if it's just watching a Netflix show together, I'd rather yeah, just do that. Literally. And I think too, like, it's important for me, like, I have a hard time because like, I want to know that Peter's being intentional about his phone use too. Cause like, I don't ever want Peter, like baby Peter to see that and be like, Oh, my dad would rather be on his phone or like my mom would rather be on her phone. Yeah. Like know, how sad. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like I don't want him to feel that way. And so I try to like get after him and be mindful about it. But I did find that, that it had, it kind of impacted too. Cause it's like, oh, he'd rather scroll. He'd rather scroll his phone than like talk to me, which like made me feel super fucking important. Like we've had that conversation a hundred times. Like, so about like the i'm just trying to think about i'd not think about sorry i want to go back to like the whole default parenting thing because like i know uh -huh. we keep like ranting but um do you find you're still in that role because even though you're back to work like i don't no so it's it's a lot more shared than it's than it will like than it has been since like, yeah well, especially since like well peter was really good when he was home with us those three months like he was really hands-on he was doing everything with me and then when he took, like, he, I don't want to say he took over, but, like, he has been home. He's been, like, the main parent home. So I feel like I haven't had to worry necessarily so much as I used to. I find I have a hard time letting go of those responsibilities and, like, the mental load that comes with being a mother. Like, I find I worry about things differently than Peter worries about them. Oh, for sure. Um, and you always will. But I, I find it's more shared now than, it, like, than ever. What about, like, on the weekends? Is it still shared or do you find it's like I find more on Peter you? Does, I do find Peter wants like a bit of a break um, on the weekends, which is fair. Like he's with the baby and I find I do step up a little bit more on the weekends. But technically, though, like with that, I would be the one to take like to step up and take more on because I'm, yeah. I'm working now and he's home. I don't know how things are going to shift when he goes back to work, which is coming and I'm kind of mm. anxious about it. But that's what we'll do. We'll deal with that when that comes. But um he's been really good like and one of the things that like peter and i always kind of agreed to is like things had to be 50 50 however that looked so if i was taking on more parental responsibility he always took on more household yeah so like even when he maybe not like maybe wasn't being super like not being hands-on with, like, hands like, with the baby it was like the baby yeah he was doing like he was washing the baby's bottles he was you know doing our laundry he was doing all this stuff and i remember like my mom and like god like she, so she was a single mother. So her perspective of like, I guess, opinion of our relationship, like was always that I was kind of hard on Peter. Hmm. And I said to her, and she, I, she did say to me, she said to me once in passing, cause I was super annoyed at him. And she's like, yeah, well, you should just be grateful that he's even here. Mm. And I was like, well, that's not what we agreed to. And yeah, you know, he, he doesn't, he doesn't get a fucking pass. Just because no. he's here. And I find that's important is like, even though, we may not be able to share the mental load. Like that's, that's not going to be something that is going to, you know, be like for now as like I'm home with the baby, mm -hmm. but like the sharing the physical load has been 
a major help, like even on the weekends and stuff. Like I find it's just so nice that he just does stuff without, you know, asking. Like, like I said, he, he's the one that cooks. Um, so he's always taking care of that, of like cooking and stuff and um, cleaning and doing the laundry or, yeah, it's just nice that like when we're both here, sometimes I don't feel like it's all on me. Although I can definitely see that I can be the default parent in in the fact of like me having to like ask him to mm-hmm. get up with Evie and, and him make kind of like a comment. Like he'll be like, how many times did you wake up last night? Or did she get a good, good sleep last night? And it's like, what? So does that justify you getting up if I had a rough night? Like if I had a perfect sleep, like why can't you get up with her? Yeah, I always, like, I always wondered. I was like, can you not hear him like on your side of the bed? Because like, can we just right? like, sides? Like you can. Yeah, how do you not hear her crying? I'm like, like I'll ask him that the next morning. I'm like, did you not hear her waking up three times in the night? He was like, no. I'm like how? Like how? How the monitor's right there. Like how are you not hearing this? Mm-hmm. I don't understand. So sometimes you just stuff like that, and I'm like, oh. And uh, he made a comment one day. It was like. I wanted to shower and Evie was napping. He was like, well, go shower now. Take advantage of, of the fact that she's napping. And I'm like, hmm, what? We're both here. Like, yeah, she can be up and I can, I should be able to just go in the shower and not even say anything. Yeah. I should be able to just walk into the bathroom and shower just like you do. He's <laughs> like, and he and was I, like, oh, I, he, no, but okay. I have to give him some credit. He caught himself. <laughs> he was like, he's like, oh yeah, sorry. Why the fuck did I just say that? That was like, I'm like, see, yeah. I'm the default parent, babe. Like, this is what I mean. It falls yeah. on me. Yeah. He was like, yeah, like, sorry. And I don't know. I think it just comes with, like, maybe, I don't know. I don't want to say it comes with, like, being a mom, but, like, also, like, especially, like, where I know, like, I have some control issues. And I know that you've mentioned, like, you have your mm-hmm. control issues, too. And it's, it's, I find it really challenging. Well, I think some of it is on us. Like, I, I, I can't say I'm not the victim in all of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like maybe if he was trying to take some of the mental load and physical load, like all like more of it, I think I would be like, no, like I want that. You know, I think I would still be micromanaging him mm-hmm. and still be delegating things and still be like, I think I just enjoy, I think I do enjoy taking on a lot of the load, but it would just be nice to be like appreciated for as much as I do. What, yeah. I think that's what it always comes down to for me too. Is like, I wish that like, I've expressed gratitude for Peter working as hard as he did all year yeah. and that enabled, cause that enabled me to be home with my son. But yeah. I would also appreciate if he could recognize the hard work that I did and appreciate the hard work that I did, that he could go to work and not have to worry about his son because he yeah. knew son was taken care of. Well, exactly. Very. So I, and yeah, I've given up a lot and I've, I've gone through a lot and I'm raising our daughter, like, you know, mm-hmm. almost, full time and yes he's taking part in that but I'm here all day with her and he does like whenever he takes the time to say like you know you're, you're doing a great job like you're a good mom and he'll say to like everybody saying it to me like your mom is doing such a good job with you or whatever like I'm like mm-hmm. hey thanks like it's nice to have that validation recognition but sometimes I just feel I feel like I'm not being seen yeah. and it's hard for someone with a lot of trauma um you know when you've been like neglected all your yeah. life or whatever it's just it's hard you know to feel like you're not being seen and not being appreciated mm-hmm. and it would just be yeah it would just be nice to have a little bit more validation for yeah how much how much i do and um just to be intentional i guess and to to just take more notice i think that's yeah. what it comes down to like I, i'm i'm okay with taking on a lot but it's just how about you being a little bit more intentional of like I don't know, taking on more some nights and letting me just have some time to myself. Like, why do I have to ask? 
um, just do little things that show your appreciation. Like you don't have to go and buy me a fucking, you know, jewelry or flowers. Like I don't give a shit about that, but like, I don't know. Set up a nice warm <laughs> bath for me. Like I don't up- know. Not asking a lot, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I've, I kind of struggle with the same thing. Cause like, I think my, the, like the things that I've experienced, like I really struggle with like feeling like I'm good enough. So, yeah. like, I was always doubting, like, if I was a good mom, if I was, like, doing a good job and, you know, like, the little slip-ups I would have, like, yeah. were almost ground, like, they would, you know, the ground, I felt like the ground would, like, crumble beneath my feet. And then, it kind of, it would, like, I know he didn't mean to say it this way, because, like, he, because he really struggled, like, finding himself as a father and all yeah, that. So, he for was, sure. like, well, he would be like, oh, well, it's come so natural to you. You're such a good fucking mom and I'm whatever. And I'm like, well don't fucking say it like that like i'm not fucking like this isn't natural like to me like this wasn't this didn't come natural to me i had maternal instincts and whatever and i had experience with babies before i had my son yeah like i dealt myself every single day i like and sometimes i like i really wish that i could see me the way peter sees me because he Mm. doesn't like he doesn't see the things that i do like i'm so critical of myself Oh, and yes, we are. We're definitely so critical of ourselves. We don't give ourselves enough credit at all. Like, yeah. So I literally remember saying to Peter, I was like, you know, like, I wish that you could just say the things that you're thinking sometimes because like, it'd be nice for me to fucking hear it. Because I can't read your so. mind. I cannot read your mind. Yeah. Just say it like. And like, it's so funny because Peter is kind of like, he's not a super like, he's not very verbal. On he's not, he's not a verb. Yeah. No. He's not like a come home and be like, oh my god, baby, you did such a great fucking job today. Like, you're killing it. Like, but he thinks these things. And I'm like, well, you know, it's important for me to hear them right now because I'm struggling so much and I feel like I'm not doing a good yeah. enough job. And like, I was hearing, like, you know, when people were, were giving their like unsolicited advice, I was hearing, like, oh, well, you're a fucking shitty mom and I could do it yeah. better than you. And I'm like, well, I'm sitting here drowning because I feel like I'm doing a shitty job every single day. Yes. And like, looking back, like, I, you know, I'm like, I wouldn't have, like, there's not much I would have done differently. And, you know, but it would have just been nice, like, if Peter thought, like, oh, you know, Kennedy's being a good mother. And he goes, well, that goes without saying. I'm like, well, no, I need you to fucking no, say it. No, I need you to say it. <laughs> like, I need you to fucking say it. Like, I, Just say I, it, yeah. And it's not like I'm being trying to be cocky or anything. I said that to him. I'm, like, I'm not trying to be cocky. Like, I re- like, I literally doubt myself every single second of every single day. It's just that I, reassurance, you know? Like, yeah that we are doing a good job and it's just nice to hear it from someone else like i find i hear it a lot from my friends and like my family my sister mm-hmm. like you you do you say it all the time which it's it's just so nice but we understand each other in that way of like we need yeah. that that validation but um yeah getting it from your partner is a whole different thing because they know us more than anyone else and we're spending more time with with them right so yeah. to get it from them is is different yeah, like, and it was like, and and almost like maybe could have helped us feel a little bit more connected, like when we were struggling so much, like just for him to recognize, like, oh, that you're doing, like, that I am doing a good job, like raising our, raising our son, yeah. and like doing this because it's hard. Yeah, and I like just you know sometimes like words of reassurance and like words of affirmation like can mm-hmm. be really groundbreaking, like when you're really in the thick of postpartum and like struggling that much like i don't know like i don't know if it was just me but like i really did struggle like every single day was like i could be doing better i'm not doing enough i'm not doing enough i'm not doing yes always questioning ourselves and i found um doing that like love languages test like we both did it and kind of learned like why we need more of like certain things so any yeah anyone out there listening like i find if you if, if you haven't taken that test yet do it on like you can just look it up on like google and take like your what your love language is and just show that to your partner and be like this is what this i need more I- of and this is why <laughs> like yeah and it's super important you know i felt like we were on the same page and like i like i kind of anyway i kind of felt like peter like maybe he thought i was like 
being like overconfident or cocky about it, like which wasn't the case. Like yeah. I really like I really doubted myself every single day. And um, yeah, but look, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think we're definitely both like in a better place now with our with our partners and our families. And like I said before, um, when I had explained it to Brandon of like, look at it this way, like this is your family. And if you're not putting like, if, if you don't consider this your family, then why, when back when we were in the thick of it, I'm like, then why are you here? Like mm-hmm. go with those people then or go live elsewhere. If this, if you know, if you want to put them first or whatever, like this is, this should be your, your priority. Mm-hmm. You know, like you and Evie are mine. I'm putting you guys first before anyone else, anyone else, else, anything else. So it should be the same. Like this is what you're signing up for. So um, anyways, it's just nice to to see that now. And it's just, I know it's also hard. Like for us, it probably was a little bit easier. Well, not easy to give up our life before baby. Like mm-hmm. maybe that'll be a whole different topic to talk about. But like we had no other choice, right? because we're the default parent, but like yeah. um, it for them, I think, yeah, like it was probably really hard to change, to have that shift in identity or in life of like, now I'm not, I don't have the freedom to like go out and do whatever. Like there's another human and I have a family now mm-hmm. and a baby and they come first before they are included in, you know, my plans all the time. So I think it just took Brandon a while to just kind of like adjust to that. Yeah. It took Peter a bit too, honestly, to like to, to understand like how just like i mean like the, maybe the gravity of it all because like he knew that like there was a baby involved but like i don't think he really understood like well for us we had what nine months of getting ready for it you know mm-hmm. like we were going this baby in us and it was already happening probably i mean i can say that for myself like it was already happening as mm-hmm. i was creating her and um yeah and like uh, mentally i had no space or time for anybody else when she came and everything yeah everything changed when she came here and I was being more intentional about my time and whatever but yeah for them it probably was like a big adjustment like yeah uh maybe whoever comes on we can we can kind of try to get their perspective on that because I think that's a really like insightful um yeah like on how how it's changed for them like how they're life mm-hmm. has changed or how when that changed because maybe for us like that changed immediately it came just like naturally or mm-hmm. um whatever but for them, but, I found it, was, it could have been slower because like they, yeah like you said we grew the like we like i grew peter inside me for nine months and i you know i went through a traumatic experience to bring him into this world and i felt that connection to him immediately and immediately and we did all the research we, we needed to we needed to know everything about mm-hmm. how to to raise this baby <laughs> Mm-hmm. So. And Peter, you know, like Peter did the class, like the the classes with me, like he did like the baby classes with me before, you know, about what to expect after the baby's born and like all this and like he knew what to see. Look we for didn't, for. we didn't have that. Yeah, they only they offer them from the hospital here, so like it was just oh, like, oh wow, this is what to expect. Like the baby's gonna have like this tarry black poop for like a couple days, <laughs> and then you know this is, these are the signs of like postpartum depression. Like keep an eye out for that. Like so he did like the online class with me, and like you know he did that stuff with me but like I still like I don't think he understood the gravity of, of it all like the responsibility that came with it and like you know we agreed that things were going to be 50 50 and you know however that looks so if I'm carrying more of the parenting world well I expect you to do the house yeah. stuff like I expect you to you know keep up with our laundry our dishes and our this stuff which was also just hard because we weren't living in a we were living in someone else's house which was challenging in and of itself and mm-hmm. you know we had all these other things and you know so when did you notice that you and Brandon might be on the other side of it. Like in a more, on a, in a better place. 
Yeah, like what took what? Oh gosh, I think, well, through therapy, there was definitely a lot of like awakening for both of us. But <laughs> um, I feel like once we established a routine with Evie and I was in a better place, like when I was in a better headspace mentally, Mm-hmm. He he felt that like I think he just like what's that word like he piggybacked off of it you know yeah we were we were able to get our relationship back and we weren't like butting heads all the time and um, I was able to we were able to talk about things I was able to see it from his perspective and be like understanding so I wasn't like nagging at him all the time mm-hmm. um, I was coming from at at it from a different approach <laughs> I think it's yeah. better when you come at it from like a different approach of like understanding and communication and whatnot rather than just like you know like pounding something into their head and then they're like well I don't want to fucking talk to you because you're just like yeah literally you're talking at me right um yeah and then once she her sleep was established um somewhat like she still wakes up through the night like what she might do for like ever but mm-hmm. when she was sleeping on her own it made a difference for us to be able to have our evenings back and then talk more, have more conversations. And mm-hmm. yeah, I just feel like, you know, now that I'm in a better headspace and we have a routine and everything and we're able to talk more, it's it's helped us. And I can see mm-hmm. that he's, he's changed in the fact of like being more intentional about his time on the weekends. Like it's not like he's going on, the, he's going out on the weekends or whatever, like he's kind of putting us first, but he still like will ask you know, if he can go do this or go do that. And I'm like, well, must be nice. Like, yeah. you know, I, I want to go do something like without Evie, like, but yeah. anyways, maybe that is on me. Like I should be able to just go do it and let him stay home with Evie. Like maybe that's on me. That's something that I need to um, adjust to, like to allow him to be home with her and me go do my own thing. But I'm, I'm really interested to see once I return to work, which is in like less than two months, um, how things are going to be because like, I'll be working full time and so will he and our evenings are going to be really busy and you know I'm going to want to spend my time with my family like on the weekends like meaning Brennan and Evie right so mm-hmm. it's going to be a change and to see like how much we both take on right and yeah um yeah it'll be it'll be anyways it'll be interesting to see how it'll be something else to like navigate you know and yeah. I think through it all like what's been super important and um, what we always have to remember is just to communicate, like whatever's happening, whatever challenge we're having, just to like talk about it instead of like holding it in. Cause I've had a bad habit of like letting it just like fester, <laughs> like letting it boil and then lashing yeah. out. I have a really yeah. hard time with that. So yeah. Um, it makes a difference when I just like talk about it and get what's on my mind out and same for him. And then yeah. we just like can fix it and move on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What about you? I- Oh, I had, I had another question. Okay. Um, you had mentioned earlier that when you and Evie were co-sleeping, that Brandon would sleep elsewhere. Has he come <laughs> back to bed with you yet? He's he's back to bed with us. Oh, wait, man, sorry, <gasps> with me. Um, oh, that's... Yeah, well, f- I was kind of enjoying just sleeping by myself for a little bit, so... <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I know, because... I think the last time we were able to get together was Christmas, and you had gotten Evie into sleep training, and you were still kind of like, yeah, no, yeah. Brandon's still elsewhere yeah I was like he's still not sitting with us because I'm enjoying laying in my king size bed by myself but yeah and I'm a light sleeper too so anyways I found yeah now that he's back to bed with me it's it's almost nice just to have them there next to you and like we go to bed together most nights and we have our little mm-hmm. chat and yeah like that probably makes a difference even though I'm not yeah. noticing it like 
well, you're you're having that time to connect and you know you can kind of choose it's so funny because i remember we were talking about it and you were like oh i fucking hate snuggling don't touch me you know yes so snuggly i'm not a snuggler at night give me my we have two separate blankets like we don't touch <laughs> each other at all we have separate blankets separate everything oh my god i don't know if me and peter are just so fucking codependent then because like we're literally like even when the baby was in between us i was like we we're like i was my foot was always like touching his calf or like we were, we we're Ew, super i can't no, no we're super, touch me. we're super fucking clingy i guess i don't know no 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 you just like that physical touch but yeah it's like comforting how, for um, me yeah, what's been the, the the difference for you guys? Has has it been just you going back to work and him taking on more of the role that's changed? I think when I started to notice that we were like when I started to notice that we were we were a priority to him, and you know being with us was important to him. That's when I really was like, okay, well things are you know different. Like he's coming home earlier from work, and he's like made the attempt to come home, you yeah. know, before it gets too late at night, and he's you know he's coming and he's spending time with us, and he's spending time with me and he's spending time with the baby and you know he's making sure he comes home and he gives me a kiss and yeah all this stuff and then especially like over christmas break because he had some time off from work um for christmas and stuff so you know we were able to spend a lot of downtime together and like we went to florida in november so that was really nice that was probably nice for you guys to spend that time together yeah it was really nice for us to spend some quality time together like in a space that was kind of our own like my sister did stay with us but she wasn't with us the whole time she would hang out with our cousin and like she wasn't always with us so it was just really nice and like i love vacation like we were like in our perfect little florida bubble and we were really sad to come home but it was really nice to spend that time together to reconnect and like experience this together as a family and like be together and it was really nice and you know we came home and we were feeling a little bit better and then um i i, I really started to notice that he was prioritizing us with work and like he was like you know he told his boss like i have to go home you know at 4 30 like i have to call it at 4 30 i need to go home and be with my family you know which it's kind of hard because it's that means he's taking a bit of a you know step back in his career well not a step back but like you know i think i sometimes i think he's gonna i sometimes i think he's a little overlooked because he's prioritized his family and not working himself to the bone but anyway that is what it but is i think that's just what it is and I, they would have to understand that you know for a young family and for your first child and everything it's, it's a big adjustment yeah it is a huge adjustment and so he's i started to notice once he prioritized us a little bit more and we started like we we do try to um like schedule date nights which you know it's i hope it's going to be better like now that we're in the house so like we can kind of schedule one in the home and like one out of the house like every we, we have to be really intentional about it and like make sure that we're spending that time together because it's important to me. And mm -hmm. like the last two nights, like with the baby sleeping in the crib by himself for us to just be able to friggin' like lay in bed together and snuggle. I was like, like, this is wild. Like, this is what we've been missing out on for the last like six. Yeah. Six, crazy. So, so you guys have like date nights. How often? We try to do them at least once a month where we go oh, out nice. of the house. So when we were staying oh. with my mom, we tried to make sure that we were having like one date, like at least one date night a month. It had to be out of the house. And it had to be without the baby. So we would go to dinner, um, drive around, kind of. We didn't want to, you know, bite off more than we could chew because I had a lot of anxiety about leaving the baby with anybody. Yeah. But it's been nice to do that. But now I want to try to aim for two, like, specific date nights a month where we do one at home and one out of the house. I love um, that. Yeah, that's great. It's really, it's really important, right? Because it gives us time to, like, spend time together and reconnect and, like, yeah, almost 
like to be with each other alone, which like, you know, doesn't really happen when you have a baby, but it's really no. important. Like I've, I really wanted, I really wanted to try to aim for us to have our first overnight from the baby for like a Valentine's weekend kind of thing. And it didn't end up happening because I had too much anxiety about it, but mm, that's okay. I'm hoping maybe in the next few months that I'm going to aim for maybe like an overnight for me. Away from yeah. The baby. Yeah. Just, just for you to start. Yeah, just so I can see how I can handle it. But hopefully I can work up to me and Peter having our own little getaway because it'd be really nice to do uh, that. I think that's something I got to work on is making it a priority for us to have like a date night at least once a month. Because I, Megan says this all the time. She's like, use me. Like I can come and hang out with yeah. her. Like go out. She even gave us for Christmas like a little like one free night of like babysitting or whatever. It's just like a joke because like she okay. would anyways, however many times. So I'm sure I can make it work. Even my neighbor, like she's lovely. She always comes over if I want to go, if I wanted to go out and watch and play hockey or whatever, she would just come out and hang out with Evie. Yeah. She's just next door and Evie's sleeping. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I could take advantage of that and for us to spend time together. But I've used the excuse of like just being tired. And like at the end of the night, I just want to like sit on the couch and watch Netflix. <laughs> I think it uh, like to make that difference. So like to, you know, schedule that time and like, don't yeah. like, Make that promise you're not going to break that promise you have to do commit it to it commit to at least an at least an hour yeah just go to supper and just talk like i feel like go out to supper spend time together yeah. have, you know do your thing it's really important and it was really important for us to start doing that with each other and you know we make it work like if you know like i said even just start planning one at home like you know you're lucky mm -hmm. like you're lucky Debbie is on a pretty good sleep schedule now so she you know, at like 7.30, you and Brandon can sit down and have a nice ride home together. Yeah, we could just like have like snacks and play cards or something like that, you know. Yeah, I feel like something we enjoy. Yeah, so. that's something that um, I think I'm going to make make a priority priority of doing. But um, anyway, is there anything else that you wanted to like share about where you're at or yeah. about this topic or – yeah, I think I think me and Peter really are at the other side of it now. Like, I find we do enjoy being around each other again. Yeah, uh, it took us a long time to get back here, but we have been. Like, you know, I kind of see that light in his eyes again, and I, you know, I really do. I I really do enjoy being around him again. There was a point where I was like, "Oh, you're so fucking frustrating. I can't even look at you." <laughs> but like now, it's like, "Holy fuck, I love you!" Like, and I'm, you know, I'm yeah. really proud of us. I'm. That's the other thing too. Is like I'm super fucking proud of us. Like we literally looked at each yeah. other like I think last night because like you know we've been waiting for our house for so long and you know we just overcame like the hardest year of our lives and of our mm -hmm. lives and we just looked at each other and we were like we made it, we did yeah. it. Yeah, you should be really proud of each other because you you got through like probably the hardest yeah the hardest years and you were tested in so many ways of that you never been tested before and you came out the other side like mm -hmm. that's huge and some people can't survive that you know mm -hmm. and and be stronger so um yeah. definitely i can say the same for us is me and brandon were tested in many different ways and we never had before and i feel like it's important to just like sit down and have that conversation with each other of like look how far we've come you know like we've built a life together and we built you know we have a home we have uh mm -hmm. this is you know our job or this is what you know we're doing in life these are the things that we're doing just to like list all your accomplishments or the things that, you know, how, how to look back at how far you've come in your relationship, it kind of just gives you like this, this perspective on things that I'm like, mm -hmm. I you know more of an appreciation and yeah. Yeah. So coming out the other side of it, I really do, you know, I, ref I, I'm proud of us. Um, and I'm glad that we're here now because 
I, like regardless of like this is gonna sound so fucking cheesy but like there's no one else i'd rather do this with like and i yeah i've said i said that in my vows i think i said something like there's no one else i'd rather do this thing called life with than you like and it's true it's he's true. he's my best friend we were friends before we started dating um and he's like we call each other our best friends our you know our person like there's no one i'd rather just do anything with like just sit there in in silence like yeah. And and through the hard times too, all the struggles, everything. Like there's nothing, there's no one I'd rather do with yeah. or I could envision doing it with. So Yeah. I've said the same thing about Peter. I bet you Brandon's crying right now. <laughs> listening <laughs> to this. <laughs> oh my god, Brandon is he's such a suck. Oh, I can just I can just picture it right now. He's probably just like, like, Oh my god, god Peter this loves is, me so much. <laughs> she actually does love me. Okay, I'm doing something right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Peter I Peter Peter's also, just like, okay. Peter doesn't cool. listen to it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, really? So, I know, okay, right? well, um, let, let's let uh, get into the next part of this episode where Peter has <laughs> decided to join us for this, the next part of our conversation. So we are going to be asking him some questions and get his perspective on the first year of having a baby and how, you know, maybe his feelings towards. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, in the he's hot seat now. <laughs> Yeah. No, no, maybe you'll be in the hot seat. <laughs> I might be in the hot seat because, oh, fuck, I was a bit of a demon, honestly. Like, I don't. No, I think it's important that, like, yes, we're sharing our perspective and our opinions on things, but, like, why not have his take on it? Yeah. So it's funny because me and Tara talked about this last time. And, you know, we always kind of joked about having one of our partners on. And I was literally, like, banking on Brandon. Mm -hmm. Literally, I was putting my money on Brandon and Tara was putting his her money on Brandon. And we all were, and then we're Peter surprised us. And Peter came out of fucking left field and was like, "Yeah, I'll do it." And Brandon was like, uh, "No, maybe I don't not. Do it. I don't want to." I'm like, "Okay, yeah. fuck you." <laughs> I literally never in my life would thought would have thought that my that my guy was going to come on this podcast. And you know what? Maybe he's coming on to light me the fuck up. But well, my uh, my stepbrother continues to surprise me, so um, I'm excited to like make him uncomfortable a little bit because I just enjoy doing that. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. It doesn't take much. He was literally like, I was like, he's like, like, what am I going to talk about? I was like, we're going to have questions to ask. And he's like, he's like, I'm not going to lie. And I was like, I don't expect you to. Don't, don't hold back. I told him not to. Cause I told him I wasn't going to. So, well, um, um I guess everyone that's what's up next. So just stay tuned. And now we have a very special guest joining us. Uh, we have Peter here, who is my partner. We've been together for about six years. Seven? I don't remember. That's what happens when you get so into it, you forget. Yeah. yeah. I think it's like seven. I think we're going on seven. So I'm making check the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Peter. Um, he's the he's my baby daddy, I guess. Uh, there you go. And he's also my step bro, so... What up? So it's so funny, actually, that Peter's the one that agreed to this. As we mentioned before, um, yeah. we, me and Tara both put money on Brandon. And Brandon, like, straight up was just like, no. Tara, Tara, Tara barely got the question out. Brandon was like, no. Nope. Yeah, because in anything, like, I feel like Brandon's always the guy to be like, yeah, I'm down, whatever. And Peter's just like, I'll just follow along, I guess. And yeah, yeah. so I'm just surprised, but also happy to have him here. And I'm ready to put him on the hot seat. Yeah. Great, great. So, um, yeah, like we, 
we put some questions out there and I think people may have might have been a little bit nervous to like yeah. ask some questions, but we did have someone present some. We won't give any names, but um, do you want to present the questions that we got from one of our listeners? Yeah, so there was actually a couple questions in her message. So uh, we had we had a lovely follower <laughs> ask us some questions. So the first question is that, do you and your partner feel as though mom does 90% of the parenting slash home life? And I'm interested to hear your answer to that question. Uh, at the beginning, like when I went back to work, yeah, you did like the heavy haul of it. But now that you've gone back and I've been off for the winter, like I feel like I've taken the bigger brunt of it. You, st agree. you still take like a majority of it, but I mean, right now I feel like I'm doing more. <gasps> do you? Yeah. Oh, but, I mean, wow. but I mean, but do you feel but, it's 50 50 or do you feel it's like 90 10? No, yeah. I, right now I'd say it's probably like a 55 45. Like I feel like I'm putting it like that extra five. But I mean, it's, it's just because she's back at work. But... Yeah. So, like, do you, when you say that, are you considering when she's at work or do you feel like all the time? you're doing more now that she's back to work, like even when she's home and on the weekends. Oh no, when she's off, it, it, the scale drops, it's 90-10. Wow, <laughs> oh, interesting. No, no it, it's, it's, it's still pretty even. Like it's it's a shared, I don't wanna say job, but. It's a job. It's, it's a job. Yeah, it is. Well, okay. I, I, it is a job, cause look at it this way, who we have to pay someone to do our job. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Um, so you do think it was 90-10 when I, was oh yeah the first the first year when i was working like yeah. I'd, I'd get home late so it was just i came home for hey buddy how's it going bath time and bed i mm. might might get home early enough for supper but she was doing the majority of like looking after him through the day and then what about the, like the weekends when you were not working did you take uh, more on or was uh, it shared I, I definitely tried to take more on because i felt like that was my opportunity to like catch up on missed time yeah so, I definitely like tried to step up my game on the weekends. Okay. You did. Oh, yeah. you did. It's good that you recognize that though, that you weren't just like, oh whatever, it's her role all the time. You know what I mean? Oh, oh gosh, yeah. Yeah, he was he was pretty good to to balance the scales when, when he was here. Mm -hmm. Uh next question. So the next part of the question, or the second question, is <sighs> that her partner and her were having a discussion and he said that he didn't feel fully prepared to have a child because part of him still wanted to be able to get out with his friends and basically live the same life that he did before a child. Did the, did this ever cross you or your partner's mind? Uh, it was definitely hard to like get used to it. Like, yeah, I, I still wanted to like go out and hang out with some buddies or friends or go have some drinks, but like there wasn't enough time and like the work I was doing, I'd get home late and it just didn't seem fair to, be gone all day, come home, see the baby and Kennedy for an hour and be like, all right, so mm -hmm. take again. like good luck, essentially. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What about you, Kennedy? Um, I think there was a bit of time where I had some grief about my old life and it took me a little bit to know, like to acknowledge that that was normal, but I was grieving like there was like the independence and the freedom because I had so much responsibility as a mom. Mm. And I had so many things to worry about if I were to go out and do something. Yeah. So I did grieve it a little bit, but you know, having him has made my life so much better. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, you probably couldn't imagine your life like not. Yeah, I can't imagine right not now. having had him now. So, uh, was there any other questions from her or? 
I think that was it. She just had the two. Okay. I have a follow-up question about that. So, mm -hmm. Peter, do you still, um, like, do you still, part of you still misses, like, your old life? Or you have you gotten used to it and you're just kind of like, it is what it is now? Or does that cross your mind? Like, just be honest. Uh, miss it? Not really. Like, a few things here and there. Like, yeah, I wouldn't go out. I wouldn't mind going out on, like, a Saturday, going out have some drinks or something. But if the baby's not doing well or if she's struggling, I'm not just going to abandon her and be like, well, no, I have priorities. Like it's, it's a team job. So yeah, I'm not going to just abandon her because I want to have fun. <laughs> we got to be parents over being fun. Yeah. <laughs> or we can go have fun together if we no, could find a babysitter. The, yeah. That's the, that's the main thing. It, yeah. And a lot of, Oh yeah. Like, I'll help if you guys want to go. I'm like, all right, cool. And then when the time comes, we. I'm a little anxious, and I I have a selected few that I trust. And when they're not available, I'm not willing to go anywhere because I don't trust anybody else. Yeah. So I mean, it's kind of like a like a like a it's both it's on both of you, I guess, in a way that mm -hmm. you're not like having your own free time or. Yeah. So if you want, we can do like a back and forth, or if there's questions that come up, like in between an answer. Yeah, we'll just kind of go with it. Like you, you can go ahead and start. So one of the first questions that I have is what were the challenges that you faced during what is considered postpartum for me? So like- uh, So pretty much the like last question, it's pretty much just that loss of like free time. Yeah. yeah, she was pregnant, but like it was still just two of us. We could get up, go, and like we went to visit family and we go yeah. to restaurants, movies, and then now we have the when when she had the baby at first it was we we had to stay home. Yeah. Nobody nobody watched them or like well I mean, people didn't watch them, but it was just trusting people to watch them at that point. Mm -hmm. So the the main challenge was was just like struggling with like oh like I want to spend time with Ken, but you know, we gotta we have the baby and it's just hard and to everything's like around their schedule now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like before, we could just get up and go, like you said, and then we had mm -hmm. to worry about like, oh, the baby is the baby sleeping because the ba like the baby needs a, we need someone we trust and like all yeah. these things. Yeah, it's not what you think before when you're pregnant, like how it's going to be. It's definitely mm -hmm. different when the baby comes. Um, so my follow up question to that is like, what would you say was the biggest challenge in terms of like your relationship with Kennedy after baby was born? It was mostly just like her healing because she she couldn't do a lot. So like I I did pick up the pace immediately like after the baby was born because like bedridden for like four or five weeks. It wasn't bed not, not bedridden, but like you couldn't. But like, I was recovering from the C section. Mm -hmm. yeah. It was like bring the baby to her. So like yeah. it was a lot of like kind of I don't want to say on demand, but yeah. like yeah. Hey, can you go do this? Hey, I need you to do that. I can't. Can you change the baby? Can you? That was the only challenge. Was just like that, like being tossed into that life of here, take care of this. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. So like, do you felt like, do you mean, do you feel like, like that affected your relationship with Kennedy or like, I mean, I felt like I was being bossed around a bit <laughs> at first. I was like, she'd ask me like, Oh yeah. Like change the baby. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff with the baby. I'm like, yeah, fine. And then she's like, Oh, can you get my water? I'm like, no, I've done enough. I, I can't. <laughs> yeah. So I don't want to like shit on you. Never. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it. I'm the guest. Show me. <laughs> Do I ever show on you? No. Um, but I feel like it's hard. It's pro it was probably hard for you to see it in the way of like, she just birthed a baby, you know, like she just mm. brought a baby into this world and she's going through physical and emotional and mental changes. Obviously you don't see that. You see it from the side of like, oh, like I'm just, mm. I have to do everything. And I'm like on, like you, like you're 
you're getting you're grieving your old life and you can't just like do the same old and like you're you're sleep deprived too and yeah you're seeing your partner in a whole different light and she's in pain and you don't know how to like i guess navigate that but also um what i'm trying to say is like she just brought a human into the world so you kind of have to suck it up and you know do your part and help her through that, right? Because, like, she's doing enough just by, like, laying in bed healing and feeding the baby mm -hmm. to me. And I would like to say uh, he never made it known that that was how he felt. He was very, like, he said, I don't think I ever heard him say no. He might have been, like, annoyed, but I never heard him say it. Um, and he was very, like, and I think, too, like, not trying to, like, <laughs> but... I was also very stubborn. So like I was overdoing it almost every day, like in the sense of like how I would get up. I wasn't getting up properly because I was like, well, I have to get up to get the baby because yeah. I'm outside of the bed. Like I can't just leave him there to cry. So like there were times that, yes, I was like, Peter, you need to do this because I was, it got to a point where I even just like getting up and walking around was very painful for the first like three weeks. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, I can imagine. But I literally was like, I have to do it or I'm, I have to do it. Like I, yeah. or I'm going to lose it and I can't do, I'm not going to be able to walk or I'm not going to be able to do something because I had a lot of anxiety healing from the C-section. So I was, I, I remember, you know, like there, there, I heard so many people say that like they were bedridden because they were in so much pain mm -hmm. and I just couldn't imagine. So I was like, I have to get up. I have to do something. Like I can't just sit in bed all yeah. day. Like I, I was so anxious. Right. So, um, but I mean, also, at least, like, you're admitting, Peter, that, like, it was rough to be bossed around, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that, like, you didn't enjoy it, and you sometimes probably wanted to say no or, like, yeah, whatever. Because oh, yeah. I'm sure a lot of, like, you know, men think that way, that they're just, like, oh, uh, like, you know, but yeah. at least you did it and didn't complain. Like, <laughs> You may give me, like, a dirty look or, like, puff down the stairs or, like, just suffer in silence. <laughs> yeah. Did witnessing me go through a c-section change the way you looked at me or like going through birth or labor and like did it change oh, your perce perception of me no 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 i mean you were very strong through because i thought i thought you were done <laughs> like I, I was i don't know anything about hospitals i'm watching the numbers and they're lower and they're flashing and i'm watching the lines and i'm like I yeah any of this is good and she's medicated on something she's looking at me she's like how's it going i'm like god babe and i'm like i was like caressing her head and i'm like oh great you're doing great <laughs> but like was it yeah but you know it doesn't have to be in a negative way like do you feel like in a positive way maybe you looked at her differently like did it strengthen your like appreciation or your love for her or anything oh she, she was very strong in the moment like, yeah very strong. like obviously birth takes a lot yeah not just any any person can go through that. Like, yeah. And there's all different types of birth, right? Like there's not just like. What I did. Oh, uh, I couldn't imagine it. Well, I also can't imagine giving, having a C-section. So. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I, uh, see now I can't imagine doing that. Cause I'm like, can't do it. I just, I mean all of it. Yeah. It's just, and that would be, it would be really interesting Oh, if Brandon would have like joined in on this, it would have been interesting to hear what he thinks of that. Like, yeah, I did natural well, for so long. I did natural. I was heavily medicated, but like, mm -hmm. you know, like, did it change? Because he was all he was down there. He saw it all. Like, <laughs> they they had like oh no not not that like for her it was there was a sheet up probably from like just below her neck. I could see her arms laid out like she was like laying like a cross, and I could just see like when they're like 
moving her, like cutting her, like pulling something. Like she was just like rocking on the bed. And I'm like, oh, okay. So you didn't see like the baby come out? No. When, oh, okay. when it came out, we heard like the first cry and they like went to take him away. And they're like, oh, wait. And they dropped the, like the sheet. And they're like, it's a boy. And then put the sheet back up and took off with him. So they were like, here. And we were like, and I remember looking at you. I was like, is it a boy? Because mm-hmm. I, for whatever reason, forgot what a penis looked like. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is it a boy? Well, it's also like this small, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a very quick, like, oh my God. And, and they, we just cried because yeah. we were like, oh my God, we have a son. Yeah. And then, but did, did it like make you like appreciate me more or like? Oh, I was very proud of you. Oh. Oh. So, how did you handle the changes in your life? Like after having a baby, so like losing your freedom and independence and stuff. Not well. I agree. You were aware. We we struggled because I I wanted to go out or like not like go out, but like I just wanted to have some time to myself. And Kenny's like, well, no, like I need you. And I was like, all right, but like I want some time to myself. And she's like, well, no, you can't. Yeah. And not like boss me, but just like understand yeah. that I yeah had a role to fill, like being a dad, and it was just a matter of getting used to it. So when did you, like, when did that shift happen for you where, like, because you guys struggled for a while, like you said, so, like, when do you think it changed for you that you were like, hey, like, my old life is gone now, this is my life now, and I'm fine with it? Probably, like, six months. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. The first first six months were rough, and... I feel like it's like that way for a lot of people. The first six months are just... Everyone was, like, saying to me, just get through this first six months, (laughs) so... We'll be fine after that. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I um, I think the first year is really the, like, I, the everyone told me about the first six months, but then my therapist told me the first year. Yeah. So we, we did, we had our struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's kind of when I started to notice too. It was after, I think it was in August. I really started to notice you were, you were like, okay, I'm here. This is my life. We have a baby. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling you that like, cause I remember I, yeah, because it was... Because it was... we went on that trip. And you were like, okay, so we can have fun and have a life and have mm. a baby. Mm. I think yeah. we had a lot of fun on that trip. Like you mean to Disney? No, we went to New, New Hampshire. Hampshire. Oh, yeah. Oh, right, right. For the NASCAR race. that I noticed a shift after that. You were like, okay, like we can still have a life and have a baby. I mean, we had our, our big talk before that, so it was, it was smartening up. And oh, yeah. Coming, coming to our senses, yeah. essentially. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and how long, like, how did you adjust to the responsibility that you have now? Mm, I don't know. I was just kind of winging it. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're being honest. Like, yeah. it's not like not there's a manual, it. right? It, yeah. it, it just came to me naturally. No, I mean, <laughs> so figure it out. Like, there's some things, like, I struggle with with them, and some things that Kenny's like, wow, like, you made that look easy. I'm like, really? <laughs> Oh my God, Tara, like last night he was screeching. Like he, like Peter drove his sister home and the whole, like it's about a 20 minute drive there and back. So for 40 minutes, he cried and wailed in the crib. And as soon as Peter came home, Peter came home, he put his hand on his chest and I don't know what he was doing. And I remember like, I looked in that room and I could have cried. Cause I remember a Peter who would come, who would come home from work and he was frustrated and the baby crying like that would like, Stress you out. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. I'd, I'd be so and you feel I, bad. I couldn't listen to it. Yeah. And he would feel bad because he didn't know how to console him. And I was like, well, and I, I mean, I was, I wasn't helpful because I was like, well, if you were here more. Mm-hmm. And because I was, I was resentful. It, it, Onto, yeah. it was, if you were here more, like, 
I, had more time I, with you. If I had more time, or like if I was trying and he was crying for a bit, and I'm like, what do I do? She's like, give me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was guilty of maternally gatekeeping. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but you were also like, like you guys said, like you were there 90% of the time, right? So like you just, ha- you just knew his cues and you know what to do. Now it's like, now that Junior's there all the time, he's getting to know him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So that see, must be that must be nice though. Like now that you're there with him full time or whatever, like you're getting to understand what Kennedy went through yeah. and like how yeah. hard it can be and how draining it is. And like you're also getting to know your son and like how to respond to him and stuff too and create that bond. Like it's been really nice to see you create that bond. Because mm-hmm. last night I could have cried seeing that. But I- it's awesome. But I feel like oh, and I feel bad for other people that are listening, like moms or whatever, that like maybe you know don't have the privilege of that or don't have like a supportive partner maybe but um like what i don't know what kind of advice would you give out there for like those people that are struggling right now like where, where you guys were and like because you guys have gotten past it you've gotten through it and these people that are listening maybe think like how how can we get there like are we ever going to get there how can we do it like what would you would advise the main thing that i can think of is you really have to love them mm-hmm. and if communication <laughs> communication and that's so funny for him to say no, oh, I'm, I'm terrible at communication, but like, we're like, sit there and be like, this is what I need. And then I go, okay. And I, I gave it to her. And then if I, because the first time we talked, she was like, this one, you know, okay. And I did it for like a month and I dropped it off. And she was like, she was like, well, what, what the fuck? <laughs> she was like, she was like, what happened? Like, you know, like you were doing so good essentially. And I was like, I don't know. I just, I don't say I didn't care, but I just. We were struggling. Yes. We were still struggling yeah. at that point. So it, it wasn't a good environment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, what would you say that like, like as a perspective from the guy's point of view, what would you say would help like moms that are listening to like get through to their partner? Maybe like what would help? Like what, what does like the man need, I guess, in this, like how to like shake them, wake them up, I guess. I think it always comes back to how much you love them. Oh yeah. Or would it be like you said, communication? Because like you can love someone so much, but you can't love them to change, right? Like yeah. mm-hmm. I, I mean guess- you can you can love someone, but it can also like a baby can, you know, break people apart because you just you don't know how to do it, right? It all comes down to like how to communicate or I guess maybe set expectations or I don't know, like So that's what it is. Setting bound mm-hmm. like setting expectations and mm-hmm. communicating your needs and um like what do you think worked for you then, Junior? Like what got you like, hey, I'm oh, gonna do this. It's probably because I don't shut the fuck up. <laughs> no. I mean you don't, but <laughs> I guess that's one thing I love about you is I don't have to talk much. Oh. <laughs> it's like me with Brandon. I feel like I don't know, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna speak for Brandon. Um, <laughs> I feel like for him, like what what changed? Because he was like you too, in the way of like having to adjust to this new life, and he was getting like irritated with me too, and we weren't talking on the same wavelength at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like it all came down to like communication. Like we had to like sit down and be like, hey, like let's be real about this, about how we both feel. Like. Mm-hmm. this is how you're making me feel and these are the expectations i want from you and if it's not going to happen then we then that's like there's the door kind of thing like that's pretty much what we went through yeah and I, that went, is. All right. I was like i was like i'm not i'm not going out the door <laughs> yeah exactly like something needs to change and and i told brandon i was like am i your priority like is this baby your priority like is this your family is this what you care about at the end of the day like this is what you want for the rest of your life okay well then act like it so for anyone listening 
There's there's my tips, I guess. Yeah, so that was kind of something that like there's the door. <laughs> <laughs> there's the door. Yeah, I kind of had a similar um because we kind of got into a habit of like we'd have these big conversations and you know he'd put we would we would try to do the work for a month and then one of us would drop it, we would just give up and um and then I and then we, it would all come to a head again and I and then the last time it was like, Well, like this is what I need, this is what we need to do. If you don't want to do it. That's fine. I, and I, I, I did tell him, I was like, cause I'll, I'll, I'll do it by myself. I'll do it by myself. If I'm going to feel like this every day. And he mm -hmm. was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and, um, I said, and I said it to, uh, I think I did share. I said, I said it exactly as like, if I'm going to feel this alone every day and this by myself, I will do it alone. Mm -hmm. I and I probably like shook you. You were like, okay, shit. She's serious. And yeah. That's not what I want. <laughs> Yeah, and I, and that's when I noticed you really changed too. And I I will admit that I also needed to assess or like step back and reflect on the situation and like think about why like things were the way they were. And you know, I know he wasn't working so hard to be away from us, but it was just like it, it was very hard because of the environment that we were in. It took me a long time to understand he's working so hard to provide for us, but I had to tell him. I told him a hundred times. I think I still tell it to him today that he's replaceable at work and he's not replaceable at home. Mm, that's a good. And I think it's. Point. I think I finally got in there. Mm. I'm trying to make sure he knows that that's important because. Well, and also you guys are like young parents. Well, to me, like because yeah. I'm, you know, I'm old. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> But it's I, I, it's important for me, like 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 you said though, like to know that we're a priority. But it took me a minute to realize, oh, okay, maybe he's working so hard. Maybe he's working so hard to provide for us. So in his way, he is showing that we're his priority. But I just need him to show it a different way because I'm not feeling. You wanted the priority of time. Yes, <laughs> and I, I still do. Yes. yes. Um, do you do you know what the term default parent is? It's this already i think we talked about this yeah, no. so you so just that's it you, you know kennedy is the default parent like there's no hiding it yeah pretty much even with you being with him every day well, i mean you're you're working on all they're still around yeah that's, I, I get yeah that's a good point yeah do you, do you okay so one of the questions like, that i like a vip babysitter like very very important parent parent that's the one <laughs> um how do you think our relationship changed though after having a baby it was, it was just like the time that we had together yeah it was, it was more time with the baby because mm -hmm. like i said we we had our time together we'd go out and do everything and then now it's well we like can we take the baby like is somebody able to watch the baby like now he's he's a part of it it's like mm -hmm. anything we do we he pretty much comes with us everywhere we go so mm -hmm. it's yeah just, it's just all been like adapting adapting yeah yeah and trying to find ways to include him yeah um this is kind of a hot question i might not keep it in but how did you feel about me in that first year after having a baby uh well those sections like, like i said that postpartum i was annoyed <laughs> and then three months we talked and you were like yeah like we're like we don't know if we can do this and i was like well, all right kick it in gear for a month and i gave what, what i thought everything i could and i, I stopped and then six months she talked she was like i feel like i'm alone in this i need you and i was like like if not like there's the door essentially mm -hmm. like I said. Mm -hmm. so i was like no like i love her too much i can't i can't lose both of them mm -hmm. i was like so i gotta show that i'm i'm here like, i'm here for it and 
come here for her. And mm-hmm. I never, I never, not, I never lost the love. There was just some like irritated <laughs> parts of me. That's all. <laughs> you just like, well, it also, I mean, it strengthens your relationship in a way, too, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's probably yeah. the hardest thing you can go through is having a baby. Like, it definitely changes things. Mm-hmm. So, in all of that, did you resent me as much as I resented you? <laughs> mm. I don't think. I don't. I never saw it. If you did, I resented. I mean, there was the odd time I, I was like, fucking, wish I could stay home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, we, we, we did talk about that earlier about how like, like that easy. I'm like, let me try. <laughs> yeah, okay. and now now what do you think? How yeah? How do you feel now since you've tried? I mean, it's different. Okay, but because he's he's more of a handful now. Oh, I, that's not I, fair I, to say at all. No, I, no, no, no. I would he's disagree. a lot more active. Okay. Yes, I've been I've I've been teaching him like independence and like independent Mm -hmm. play so i can like go do something Mm -hmm. but like i would disagree changing him oh yeah getting him dressed i would have time feeding him hell yeah i love him hell yeah (laughs) but can you imagine having a teeny tiny baby that you're breastfeeding or pumping for and you can barely put down because you can't put down you have to hold 24 7. i constantly tried to put him down <laughs> yeah, like she'd be like, Hold she, but and I'm like, he would okay, scream when no, I put him down. I, no, when I, I did. Oh yeah, when you did. And I had a, I had a strong sense of obligation. So I don't think it's fair to say that I, you, you were having a harder time because I went through all the stages. But it's, but I mean, at least he's recognizing that it is hard. Like he's oh, not yeah, saying yeah. it's easy. I'm not, I'm not saying like she's sat home and napped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, but some days I wish I could sit home and nap. Though. Yeah, but did you, do you like so now that you're you're in the like full-time parent seat. Mm. Do you have like more appreciation for what I did? Oh, I always appreciated it. <laughs> but, now, but now you see it differently because you're doing it. Like you're. Yeah. yeah. Cause there yeah. were times that you thought like, oh, I could do it. Yeah. Oh, go back to work then. But now you're like, oh, like, do you see it? Yeah. You're probably, or like regretting what you said a little bit, right? Yeah. Come on. Come on. You have to regret Just admit it. What? It's it's a job. Yeah. It's a job. Well, there you go. It's, it's a job. job. Yeah. It's a hard job being a parent mm-hmm. and being a parent every day. And it was it was really challenging some days. And then I I think to be fair, you're I don't want to say nonchalance, but it's nonchalance. nonchalance. <laughs> I was getting it from other people in my life that like oh like you just sit around and do nothing all day. Well, so I will say that 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 would be the the difficulty factors that we weren't in our own space. We had mm. we had constant like eyes was, on us. When when people went to work, you got free roam of the house. When they came home, you were either you were taking on guests back to back to back, constantly being watched, or you went into one room or the bedroom. And that's yeah, hard. that's hard. Not to say you're like trapped, but you, you felt like yeah, you yeah, were, you feel like you are. You don't you know. know. I can't imagine. Yeah, we felt trapped because we were trying to we were constantly trying to find our own space in a space that wasn't ours mm-hmm. and a space that we had no control over. So it was super fucking challenging. And, and then and that, like you're trying to and then trying to be a parent and go through all the things of like a new like of a new mom mm-hmm. and then have people being like, Oh, you surrounded do nothing all day. Why isn't there supper on the table? And and then I remember you would come home and be like, Oh, like wish I could sit around and do nothing all day. And I like punched you that day yeah I, yeah because especially when not just one person saying it but then another you're like but oh, then like, my partner and all this was had said kind of made a comment about it or like oh i wish i got to nap this afternoon mm. this, i think is how you I, said I, it. I only got snarky because i was like hey can you do this and she was like yeah and then she was like no like me and the baby napped all day and i'm like must be nice 
<laughs> and I was like, because you're tired as fuck. Like all you can do at that point is sleep. Like you have no oh, other. And anytime I see that he's tired now, I'm like you want a nap? Rub his <laughs> eyes. I'm like, let's go. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> so you think that you have like more of an understanding then oh, gotcha. of like what I went through in the last year? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll never understand what you went through. No. Oh, two different experiences. Yeah. But do you have like more appreciation? And like I said, I always appreciate it. I wish I was able to see it, but I think that was I was so clouded mm -hmm. in all of the stuff that was going on. I wasn't able to see like what was right in front of me, mm -hmm. as well. Like I was really critical and like now compared to being home with the baby and then like working. Do you find like the it's quite similar? Besides like one, you're getting paid, one you're not. But like. Mm. What do you what do you feel like it now? Like, cause you made those comments of like, oh, I wish I could stay home all day, whatever. But like, now that you're home with the baby, no, do you... I'm I'm scared to go back to work, cause now that like, I I, I made that bond with them. Mm. So now that I'm I'm gonna be gone for a couple hours in the day. Like, uh, Kennedy's worried because like she went back to work that she lost she lost some of her bond with him that I kind of built with him. So now I'm worried that we're both gonna feel like detached from him since we're both yeah both work. yeah. That's a that's a good uh, perspective actually. That because like everyone just thinks of like the mom having like the bond all the time. They don't think about like how that affects like how the dad mm -hmm. can have oh, that. What he started saying mom at like six seven months. He started saying mom at six months on the dog. So six months to twelve months. He was mama mama mama, and I mama, was like, mama. cool all right no like hey dada I need go no mama like shake his head no mama I'm like all right and then I think like a week after his birthday. He started, he, he started saying Dada has been nonstop since. So Kenny's like, cool, uh, remember mama? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And like, it's, you know, what's annoying for me is that I'm home with Evie and all she says is Dada. Mm. So to be fair, I, I literally, as soon as he started making sound was like, ma, 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 ma. <laughs> like I was working on it. I was like, he looks just like Peter. He has Peter's name and last name. And like, I have nothing. I'm he's, he, uh, he's saying mama first or I'm starting over. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I find like Evie will say mama like when she really wants something or she's like upset, you know, and then yeah. it's like, then it's mama. But like all the time it's just like dada, dada. When it comes home, dada, dada. I'm like, so yeah, I'm scared about that too. I'm scared about going back to work because like we'll both be working and it's like you create that bond for so long and it's like, are they going to just like forget about? Yeah. About I don't think they forget about us. Like there's no, I know I'm being dramatic, but like, no, no, no. I've, I've felt the same way to You're not being dramatic. I felt, <laughs> I've literally felt the same. I cried last night. Cause I was like, he loves Peter more than me. And then I was like, he fucking hates me now. But I guess it, it's all phases, right? So but they'll create like a different bond as they grow with you too. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, is there anything you want to, Add, Junior, like about like what you've learned or any advice to like any dads out there or anyone Parenting struggling. <laughs> what? Parenting is hard. <laughs> oh, oh, thanks. Great advice. Yeah. Um, it gets easier. It's more fun. More fun. Uh, it gets yeah. It gets like I don't want to say it gets easier, but it gets like as you get get to know them more. Yeah. Right. You, you start to get the hand of us handle. Say. Yeah. So if we were to be talking to a couple right now, or talking to a mother, what would you want them to know? Like a pure perspective. Is he just being dumb or oh. her partner? <laughs> Do you have anything that'll like shake the shoulders of someone? I don't know. I I, I can't speak for other people. If if he is 
guess if you really want to like be there, like if you're if you're all in, you're you're all in. Like, there's no like yeah. dipping your foot in and out sort of thing. Like you're you're there as like a team, you're a family. So. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I feel like everyone gets like a free pass for like so much time because you need to adapt and like get used to like mm-hmm. a baby and the change in your relationship and the change your life and all that stuff. So like okay, you know maybe a couple of months, six months. Mm-hmm. You get to like be an asshole, mm-hmm. but then like if it's still happening like a year or so later, yeah, at that point it's like, well, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe he needs to go, or maybe you need to like wake the fuck up. Like, the door. Yeah. yeah. So how long? So I know you said that it never affected your love for me. Mm-hmm. Um, did you notice the point where I started to feel more like myself and like, like not? I don't want to say happier, but like. Well, yeah, probably happier, like, but like in a better mood. <laughs> in a better mood, like my like that. Did you notice when there was a change? Mm, honestly, I'd probably say like the closer we were getting moved in here, like as anxious as you were about going back to work. Once you like got out and you started like the main, your main thing was like social interaction, mm-hmm. work. Like so, when she got back to work, like she was like, oh my god, like I went and talked to the person, like good job, babe. She's like, it's just nice to be out again, like <laughs> talk with people. I'm like. Like good job, like yeah. Oh, so, well, like once you started going back to work and like getting around, getting out of the boats mm-hmm. without the baby, yeah, essentially, yeah. So yeah, was there like a version of my old me almost? Yeah, a little, little modified. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, modified. Mm-hmm. But like, there, there's still times I'm doing some baby shit. They're like, I got it. Don't worry. Like, I know. I'm just worried. I'm like, don't <laughs> <No>. worry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well. I'm like, I'm proud of you guys though, like being a team and like growing from all the challenges you've had, like you've come out the other side and that's huge. Yeah, it's, it's a big deal. I, t- I, I try to tell him every day I'm proud of him. Mm-hmm. I try to tell him every day I'm proud I'm, of him. I'm just terrible at taking compliments. He's so very I, I bad. brush it off. I'm like, yeah, I'm doing my best. <laughs> do, do what I can. Yeah. No, yeah, I think you're doing a great job. And like, I. Like a year or so from now, I think I would have underestimated you, Junior, to be like, oh, I don't know, is he gonna be able to do it? But like, yeah, you no, you're doing a lot of people that I worked with, and I was like, oh my god, like, I mean, can I have a baby? They're like, you're not gonna last. <laughs> I'm like, no, I can do it. <laughs> it's it's just nice to see that it is possible for like that mm-hmm. change, you know. Like some people are probably scared of that. Like, is this can we get through it, or are they gonna be able to like change? And it's it is possible mm-hmm. and. I think what you said is true too, though, like of like the first six months, like they're arguably the hardest part of having a baby. And then also like the first year is just hard because like you have this little human who is growing and changing so fast. And then, you know, you have to figure out, you know, how to make this all work and like how to make the baby, keep the baby happy and content. Mm-hmm. But then you often put yourselves on the back burner and then also your relationship just gets like fucking thrown yeah, under the bus. Focus on keeping this little thing alive that you forget to keep yourself alive. And then mm-hmm. social interaction, that's a good luck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so have you like, have you, how do you make an, like an effort, I guess, to keep, your guys' relationship a priority like what do you guys do to keep the, the spark going i said to you before like we try to schedule date nights mm-hmm. um and make sure it's like just us two and i'm really big on quality time and it's like lately like it, it was always hard to kind of incorporate like to have that like one-on-one quality time because of the baby and like especially when we were co-sleeping uh we didn't yeah. really have the opportunity to do that but um it's nice now because he is sleeping in his crib 
Yeah. Or we're trying to get him to sleep in his crib. He's doing okay. He's been doing pretty good. Uh, he's been asleep this whole time. He's been asleep this whole time, I would like to say. He didn't wake up once. But we try to, you know, schedule that quality time. And, like, you know, we try to take time to go for drives and, like, just spend some time together. And, yeah, we go get coffee every once in a while. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We cook supper together now. Mm -hmm. Especially being in our own house, we have a lot more control of our... I mean, cooking supper, cooking supper together isn't as romantic as you think it is. Because <laughs> she's cooking. She's like, give me this. I'm like, all right. What'd you need? And she's like, that. And I'm like, okay. Yes, you handed me the items that I asked for. Exactly. That's <laughs> you contributed. That, that, that's romantic. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Hand, um, me, hand me the potato, babe. Got it. But what, what's been important is to take that time for us to spend together, whether it's whether it's a 20-minute drive to go get coffee or mm -hmm. if it's sitting up after baby goes to bed and chatting mm -hmm. for a few minutes and just spending time together and, pu and putting your fucking phone away. Yes. <laughs> Put that damn phone away. Thanks for sitting in the hot seat. Yeah. Thank you for doing this. I'm really proud of you. Thanks for answering everything and being honest. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening and following along with us in this very long episode. Um, we appreciate your support and kindness. Mm -hmm. So stay tuned for our episode next week where we're going to talk about breastfeeding yeah. and just feeding your baby. You know? Yes. <laughs> All about it. And that's all for this episode of Mamas with Trauma and Unpopular Opinions. Thank you for listening. Find us here again next week at 6 p.m. on Apple Music or Spotify. And be sure to be following our social media pages on Instagram at Mamas with Trauma Podcast and on Facebook at Mamas with Trauma and Unpopular Opinions. Mm -hmm.